This is Chie Satanaka, and you're listening to the Giant Sword Podcast. You better eat more meat. Hello, and welcome to this week's Giant Sword Podcast. I'm your party leader, Nick Lynn. To my side are my noble and hairy are Taylor Hoyt. Hi. <laughs> Maddie Lynn. Hi. And we have a special guest today, Mike from Dark Pixel Gaming. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. Much better now. Yeah, yeah now better. that everything <laughs> works, now. we're good. Now that it's working. Now that it's working. <laughs> this is totally not a retake. This is definitely the first time we've done this. This is the first time we've done this. <laughs> this, is, this, this is part of the course, man. This yeah. Is, this, is what, this always happens. Yes. Um... But yeah, thanks for coming on, Mike. How what? Uh, how are things? How's the channel? Things are good. Uh, I've been working on a Chrono Cross uh, analysis. I've been playing through that game. I beat it uh, last week. It's my first time playing the game, and now I'm doing New Game Plus. So uh, that's coming up here in the near future. Uh, yeah, so things are going good. Cool. A game that we've never beat. I know. We've always started. We've it. started it many times, never finished it. Um, for for some of the people like that are watching that may not know who you are, give us like a, just a quick rundown of about yourself and about the channel. Sure, um, it's it's kind of hard uh, to describe because it started out as just like a an, an like a subsidiary of like a larger channel that we had. So we did filmmaking and visual effects on Dark Pixel, and then Dark Pixel Gaming was like, "Hey, come watch us like have fun and play games sometimes." And then that kind of got dropped, and I was just doing these reviews and retrospectives on the Final Fantasy series. And uh, those got picked up, and people were watching them for some reason, and they got a lot of views, and people started following the channel. So I was like, you know what? With the YouTube changes that happened and how long it was taking to do work on the main channel, we kind of dropped that. We made Dark Pixel Gaming our thing, but there was three of us that all kind of had different interests. So I was kind of doing one kind of video, and... Kason was doing something else, and Lana was doing something else. So um, it's mostly JRPG-focused at this point, though. Um, I personally really like to talk about um, design philosophy and especially storytelling in video games. Uh, Casing likes to get into the history, development history of games, uh, You know, some, sometimes some of the darker side of things, like some of the more controversial things that have happened in games we don't know about. He has a series called Dark History where he does that. Uh, and Lannan uh, does a lot of because um, he lived in Japan. He's very fascinated with the culture, so he does a lot of videos about Japanese culture and some of the things that are lost in translation between uh, the, when the games are localized for the U.S. Some of the things we might miss out on. Awesome. So that's what we do. Cool. Yeah, you were actually recommended by one of our fans, and we had kind of watched a lot of those Final Fantasy retrospectives, not uh, not even like in preparation, just because like we had stumbled across them. Wait, mm-hmm. was. Was, I, I don't was know. Was the Final Fantasy VIII one? I don't think that was that. Okay. Okay, well, okay. Th- anyway. Well, we had we did have, you know, there were a lot of people on our Discord, like, because we were asking, like, oh, who should we have on next? And uh, you got recommended quite a few times, so I know mm-hmm. people are pretty excited to have you on. So yeah. thanks for coming on. Cool. <laughs> Maybe no you want to get Alliance alive. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, yes. that little video, yeah. Same with me. So It's a good game. It's a very good game. I like it a lot. So... Would you recommend them playing Radiant Historia? Oh yes, everyone should play Radiant Historia. <laughs> so, good. so good. It's it's one of my favorite games of all time. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Wow. You know what's not outstanding? The the 3DS secret bosses. 
hated those. Not outstanding. Oh, oh, the they added they added bosses on 3DS version. <laughs> it's like I haven't got I haven't gotten that far yet. Uh, I'm in chapter five on the main history timeline on Radiant Historia right now. I I finally had some time last night while I was riding a train back and forth between Provo and Salt Lake City to play a little bit, but um, yeah, it's I, good I, stuff. I played the regular DS version until mm-hmm. like the beginning of chapter two then never finished it but when mm. i started playing 3ds i got hooked immediately and i'm one of those people that really like the new art oh yeah yeah i, really... I, I thought I, I thought i would hate it at first i really did and it sort of has grown on me a little bit um and there's a lot of uh, little ui changes that i think are actually really nice mm. like in the original ds version when they have the turn order laid out it just has like it has the photo of, of your party members but then it just says enemy but you don't know which enemy it is. And now they've sort of changed that to where they have photos for so you know which enemy is going to go in which order. They've made a lot of like little fine refinements like that that I think make the game a lot better. I think the voice acting is pretty good too. It has, more, it has more voice acting than Nino Kuni too. Wow. Yeah. Nino Kuni yeah. barely has any, so that's not hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird, right? It is. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, like, I, like we had mentioned before it started, we do like a little rundown for first-time guests, so Nick, do you want to... You want to do your lightning questions right now? Right now. Right now. Right off the All start. Right, right off the start. Lightning, question lightning questions. All right. Don't think about it too hard. You just answer it. Answer it. Mm-hmm. Just answer it quick. Bam. Yeah. All right. Sure. Which JRPG got you into the genre? Final Fantasy VII. All right. You're a tailor. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> like most people. <laughs> uh, favorite JRPG of all time? Chrono Trigger. There you go. You're stuck on a desert island with one JRPG soundtrack of your choosing. What would it be? Ooh. Uh, I'll pick... Nah, it's, it's got to be Chrono Trigger. Oh, Trigger, <laughs> okay. okay. It is. I'll it's got to be Chrono Trigger. If it was going to be Chrono Cross, I'd be like three for three. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> um, if you could change one JRPG game slash franchise into an anime series, what would you choose? Xenogears. Xenogears. Ooh, Xenogears. Okay. Why? Uh, Xenogears needs more expanding, and I think that uh, an anime series could do a lot to because it's it's six parts, and the game I think is part five out of six. <laughs> they kind of go into a little bit of like what happens in the earlier parts, but it'd be nice to have an entire anime series, say on part like three or four or something like that. Is that ever explored in like the Xeno Saga games, or is it literally just like people no, talk about so, it or whatever? So, Square Enix owns the the Xenogears property, so when they would not approve the next Xenogears game to be made, Takahashi left, created kind of his own studio, and Xenosaga is sort of like the spiritual successor of that. But it's not it's not exactly the same, but there's a lot of similar ideas used. Um, but Xenogears I find to be the more compelling story, and I would love to see more of that done in an anime. Yeah, there's a guy who used to be regular on our show, and that's like his all-time favorite. He like swears by it, and he's disappointed in us forever that we've never beat it. <laughs> Discord, it's tell a, us how much we need to play it. Game. Yeah, it's not an easy game to get through. It it can be a bit of a slog, but it is really really fascinating stuff. The worst JRPG you've ever bought? Ever bought? Oh man, uh, I tend to not buy bad games. Um, <laughs> Maybe, uh, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll, this will be controversial. <laughs> it, it will be, but Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh. Hey. Uh, 
I hated that game. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we're going to get into that later. I think we might have a lot of things to agree with. And as Maddie kind of alluded to earlier, we there's some salt on our Discord about that game too due to a certain uh, troll, let's say. <laughs> Maddie's like having flashbacks right now. No, I'm, PTSD. Just, I'm just dripping in salt, dude. Yeah. Just, it's everywhere. <laughs> All right. What is your crown jewel of your gaming collection? A crown jewel? Ooh. Um... I don't know. I don't really get into collecting so much. There was a time in my life where I thought I was going to, and I was like, I'm going to really get into collecting and try to get like uh, rare games and stuff like that. But I kind of dropped the ball on that, and that only lasted a few months. But um, I don't know. I have no. I have no answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Favorite non-JRPG game of all time. The Witcher 3. Nice. Ooh, nice okay. choice. That's a good game. Mm-hmm. I couldn't play that game because I was in the first area. There's, and I you never, wanted, and you I, saw the I, map? I, I never <laughs> left because I just had to do everything. I'm like, yep. I can't play this game. That's, that's exactly what happened to me. I looked at this game like, it's too big. I'll never finish it. So like, I'm just not even going to start. Yeah, I can't do it. Go to that one island and you see that level 40 when you're level 15. You're like, I could do it. I could do it. Well, uh, okay, I want to ask you about that real quick. So y- okay. you said your videos are focused on like the design aspect of 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 games and JRPGs and stuff. Like what do you think about that idea? Like what we just said like the game is just there's just too much to do. Like do you think that's a bad like a bad thing or like do you think there's a way they could introduce that to the player that's not so in- intimidating cuz like there are I think there are ways to have that much content but not have it be just insanely overwhelming like that just get good Taylor. yeah i mean (laughs) i mean there is something to be said about pulling up a map and seeing lots of things like seeing waypoints seeing like this is a potential quest or you could go here you could go there and what's interesting to me is that from my my friends that i've talked to about the witcher 3 while because i've I've tried to get a lot of people into it and not just into the games either but into the novels because the novels are freaking phenomenal um, like some of the best fantasy uh, literature that there is out there. So I try to get people to play it, but I think that th- there's a couple of things that are the problem. One, I think people are fatigued by open world games right now, specifically mm-hmm. because there is so much on the map when you open it up here, 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 here. And a lot of it, tends to as in a general sense for open world games be very repetitive content mm-hmm. or fetch questy kind of stuff or just like really like not very meaningful stuff to do uh and it can become very boring very fast um so it, it's hard to say because there's some personalities that will see that and they'll be like oh man i can't wait to do this and this and this and this i'm a little bit that way uh, when I played Skyrim for the first time, for instance, like I would set goals because I could just sit there all night long and just go to the next point and the next point and unlock the next waypoint. And, like I, I enjoy that. I think for me it drives exploration. But for some people it is like, uh, dude, I don't have time for this. This is freaking crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think that there's a certain kind of person maybe that the developers are sort of catering to. Um but I do think that they could probably uh, be a little bit more directed early on um, and use the uh, use a few scenarios like smaller side quests or 
early scenarios to sort of like get you into all the different aspects of the game where that's going to be your uh, alchemy in The Witcher 3, like how to concoct different potions and things like that, uh, how the combat works, uh, how the weapon degradation system works, how like all that stuff. You have missions that are dedicated to those things. So that you feel like, okay, I've, I've kind of learned the ropes here. And then you open up a little more to, okay, here's some stuff. Go at it. Like, just go see what's out there. Um, that might help people who are a little overwhelmed by just being thrown right into the middle of things at the beginning. Sure. No, no, bloop, Mega Man, Mega Man. No, yeah, no, no little <laughs> tutorial. Oh, my God, yeah. Yes. Text tutorials are, are hard for me, too. I don't, I don't like reading how to do something. I like... Uh, being put into a situation where it becomes pretty obvious just through playing. It's intuitive, like, this is what I need to do. Yeah. Right. right. Though Witcher 3, I believe, the tutorial for combat was, like, you were in a flashback, and, like, you were getting story, yeah. but you were also learning how to play the game. I thought that was really yeah. cool. It was good. Very, to... very well done. Yeah. It's a very good example of how to do it right, in my yeah. opinion. Fun. All right. Who is your JRPG waifu? <laughs> <laughs> I've had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I don't personally do waifus. Nothing against people who are into that, and they're a part of otaku culture. Uh, I'm. I'm not into. Uh, I'm not into cartoons. That's just. That's just how. I, I don't. So the next question, the next question won't, won't make any well, sense. The joke questions. So. Yeah. I don't know if you want to say because he's going to say nothing. He's going to say nothing. Yeah, I know. But it's like if you had to get a body pillow waifu, who is it? That was the question. Well, if I had to, like you're putting a gun to my head and I have to buy one. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, You'd rather die. <laughs> just kill me. Yeah. I can't pick a gun. Yeah, just let the guy shoot me. Man. I'm not, not going to be... I'm not, I'm not going to buy a body pill. <laughs> not good no matter what. Yeah. Chrono. You were saying Takimi... Chrono. No, no, okay. Maybe, maybe I'll take uh, Luca and Marl. Maybe I'll do that. Okay. Luke, let's go with uh, let's go with uh, let's go with Marl from Chrono Trigger. There you okay. Go. I, I I'll survive this encounter <laughs> with Marl. There you go. <laughs> so you got to get him a body pillow of Marl, and then he has to have it in the background in a couple episodes. There you oh, go. No. <laughs> That'll be his wifey right there. <laughs> All right, and that cool. is the end of the questions. End of the questions, yeah. So, or the the lightning round. The lightning round. We'll get there's another no one later. Yeah, we have uh, Discord questions later. But uh, yeah, so there's a couple bits of news we kind of before the podcast started. We were talking about it a little bit, so I want to dig deeper into that. So this first one, I think Nick finds ridiculous, and he thinks it's just people ranting. I believe were your words. But um, so the whole Final Fantasy VII remake thing came up again because there was a developer. Um, who I guess had worked with CyberConnect. I think he works at... I don't know what studio works at now. It's whoever's making the current um, uh, Shinobi Strikers or whatever, that Naruto game. But anyway, so here's a couple of what things of what he said, and then we'll get to the fallout, and then you know we'll, we'll break it down. But basically, um, so this guy's name was Dan Suka, I believe his name is. And uh, he's a game designer in Japan, from Japan. So here's what he said. He said that basically... CyberConnect's 2 on Final Fantasy VII Remake was unusable. Uh, when has a company taken, taking work away from another company ever been a positive sign of things? Uh, I know CyberConnect's work was unusable. I've worked with them before. I know their level. And I know they outsourced to hell and back to get things to the point we saw them publicly. And, I still, and it still wasn't enough to save them. 
And he said, it goes on to say, I'm not speculating. I've worked with these people. I know people working still at both Square and CyberConnect 2. I'm explaining what has happened and what I know. Um, and then basically the, the fallout was uh, his Twitter account went private. He deleted his Reddit account and he deleted his ArtStation account. So the uh, Square Enix ninjas went after him pretty hard, it seems like. So uh, I want to get your take, Nick, and then uh, we'll we'll go around i guess oh, but you take. you think this is just some random guy ranting or whatever no, not some random guy just it's like people are crying over spilt milk there's like we already know this why are you crying about it again so so that's what i was like i was reading it's like oh so uh cyber connect's work is unusable and now they're working on it again i'm like yeah i already know this that's i know you- this about a year ago Oh yeah, that okay. So that was the other part of it was people think this game's been worked on for four years, but I guess the two years CyberConnect worked on it, they like trashed it, and they felt like it'd be quicker to just start over and do it over than try to rejigger it. So they're they've basically only been working on it two years, and Namora is a terrible boss apparently, or he's a bad project manager. So I thought um, we knew this. We I guess, but uh, Mike, do you have any any thoughts on the remake um, in this situation or anything along those lines? You no. Know, my biggest problem with Square Enix is the fact that they announce things before basically anything's been done on it. <laughs> they they love to announce projects while they are in very early or um, even just like concept phase. Uh, it's like, we're doing this. And then people get excited about it. When is it coming? They don't have answers to any of that because they're still basically just creating art (laughs) and assets and things like that and still developing story like it's not in any sort of like place where they they have a finalized vision of of where it's going this was true of final fantasy 13 and versus 13 and type zero and like a whole bunch of games that they've i mean those development cycles were so long because you remember back to um when Final Fantasy Thirteen was unveiled at E3 2006, I think it was, and the combat that they were showing in that, which is like absolutely not at all what the game ended up <laughs> yep, being. Right. Yep. Yep. Taylor was they, very disappointed. They yeah. do that all the time, right? And so they announced Final Fantasy Seven Remake in probably the smartest way that you can without showing any gameplay. Just be like, hey, we're doing it. But then they did. They showed gameplay footage uh, in December later that year. We were there. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and now you haven't heard anything for years. CyberConnect 2 is taken off, and if this guy is right, that's one thing I want to address, though. It's like there is a level of skepticism I have towards what he's saying because he is not actually involved. He says he knows people in the studios and they've told him these things, but I think his perspective is colored a little bit by his personal, I guess... uh, evaluation of the the quality of CyberConnect's work right because CyberConnect did the dat uh, the dat dot hack <laughs> dat hack da, dot <laughs> dot hack games yeah which i think you know they're mid-tier but like people like them they're i think that people generally think they're pretty enjoyable yeah. and then uh they did a lot of naruto fighting games that i think have been fairly well received again like average maybe 75 out of 100 sort of a scores so they're not like incompetent as a developer but i think what he's trying to say is is that maybe they're producing again this is speculation on my part but they're producing content on the level of that kind of mid-tier game 
and Square Enix finds that unacceptable for a huge AAA developer, and especially for the Final Fantasy series, which is supposed to be the highest quality game. When those are released, they're like top dog, top tier in terms of technology and <clears throat> graphical fidelity and all that sort of thing. So um, unusable, I think, is a relative term. <laughs> uh, unusable <laughs> because of the expectations of Square Enix and Final Fantasy, maybe. Unusable in the sense that it was crap, I, I have a hard time believing that, given CyberConnect's uh, track record. So, um, that being said, it, it would make sense to me if they have scrapped it, because they've not shown anything for a long time. And, uh, I don't know, that just it follows suit with how Square Enix has developed games for the last decade or longer. They suck at getting <laughs> unified and like really like being efficient. And so it, it would totally make sense. My Well, here was the interesting part to me. I guess I didn't, this really didn't start coming together until the last year in my head. But for when, when I heard that CyberConnect was on the project, my thought was, oh, there's a team internally at Square that's making the game and CyberConnect is just helping. But then as this all happened, it was like, no, CyberConnect was the lead sole developer. I'm like, that's yeah. crazy. First of yeah. all, why would you outsource a game that big to a developer? Like you said, like they don't make bad games, but this is going to be one of the biggest games of the generation and you're going to outsource it to guys that make Naruto games? Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you not have your best team on that? Uh, I wonder if the original thought was that they would get it it started and that, you know, they would eventually pull it in. But, I mean, they got their their business divisions working on, at the time, Final Fantasy XV uh, and all of its DLC content that was going to come after that. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, you have a whole team dedicated to Final Fantasy XIV. I mean, they their, their internal divisions were kind of, they didn't really have much room to do much right. development on anything. Right. So... I mean, I don't know if the long-term plan was you're going to develop this whole game or if it was we like what you guys can do. Because they had worked with Square Enix on like that, uh, I think it was the the mobile game, the the G-Bike. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, I could be mistaken, but I think CyberConnect made that. Okay. And so they had worked with them on something before, obviously had some level of trust and said, why don't you get this? project off the ground get it going mm -hmm. but i think the intention was that uh nomura was going to be still obviously supervising all of that but how hard is that to do i think that's what they quoted when they first brought it back in it was that communication was difficult because he's working like as they always do with him on like five things at once and then you have he, he can't just go up to the next floor and like review what you've done like this is a, a, a studio that's in another building somewhere else so like being able day to day to stay on top of like five projects and then go somewhere else to, you know, like supervise the the development of Final Fantasy seven is I think it's too much to ask. So, yeah. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they handed off like or they gave somebody a co-director type of role. He was doing the Brave Exodus mobile game. I don't know his name, yes. Yes. but I, that was smart because like the, to be a director on two games of that scale is like ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know for, I don't know why they, why they do that to him. I really don't. And, and he gets this reputation as being a poor, uh, project manager or not being able to get things done on time. But I think it's just 
completely unreasonable to expect one man to direct Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake at the same time. <laughs> or Final Fantasy Versus 13 and whatever three, four Kingdom Hearts games are being produced for PSP and DS and whatever. It's just crazy. And all the Final Fantasy 15 DLC. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's a lot of DLC. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of damage. Um, Someone's talking about Falcom, so we're just going to put all the Falcom. We're going to put all the Falcom out. Don't block my beautiful face, Nick. No, no one wants to see your face. We're going to put it down there. But you're blocking (laughs) Tokyo's Xanadu. So then I guess before we stop talking about it, do you think it will reemerge at some conference this year? E3, Tokyo Game Show, PSX? Or are uh, we? is it like a PS5 game at this point? My (laughs) hopes are not high. (laughs) Um, I, I, I do not plan on seeing it at E3. However... Um, even if this is correct, and because uh, what he's alluding to is that people assume it's been four years of development because CyberConnect had two and then Square Enix has now had two since they brought it in house. Um, but if he, what he's saying is right, and they've thrown completely away everything CC2 did and they started over from scratch again, um, two years is still enough time to show. So- Something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Something can be shown. Okay. Because here's the problem, right? I, I harp I harp on them all the time for announcing something that is still in conceptual stage because you you are bound you are bound to upset people if you show something here that looks like this and plays like this, and then you throw it all away, you start over and you reshow it again as something totally different, people are gonna go, But I liked that one. And, and uh, this is a problem with Kickstarter, too, right? Because a lot of Kickstarter games will show their design, like early design phase conceptual stage. And But you have to be malleable in game design because you're going to run into problems. This isn't working in the engine. We can't get this idea to work. We have to scrap that and try something else. You can't let people know that this was what you wanted to do because then they'll think they're being cheated out of that if they've been shown it before. So it's a, it's a big deal to, to just not announce something until it's basically finished <laughs> and it's going to come out that year <laughs> in my opinion style. but yeah. yes bethesda style absolutely they do it best but yeah if you are going to do what granix does and you are going to announce something and show it transparency becomes a big a big uh important issue as well because then people feel like you're incompetent and that's exactly what's happening. Everyone feels like this. there's no way that they're going to salvage this now. Like, th- this is a total train wreck. You have all people talking about, is it in trouble? Is it? And there's all this negativity surrounding it. And it's only going to compound people's expectations and make it, make it be received, I think, uh, even worse. But uh, if, if they want to salvage it, they got to start showing something. So I, I would think that it would be an opportune time at E3 this year to show the the new direction they're working on and get people's faith back restore people's trust but if they don't uh, i don't know hello man <laughs> what they need to do i'm done <laughs> <laughs> what they need to do is this they they don't say they're going to show it right it just fades the bat it's fades the black mm-hmm. and then it just does the intro to final fantasy 7 pretty much you know the stars and everything and it just starts up the bombing run and they play the damn game and they show the menus, and they show how everything's working together, and they show battle system with the music. This everything that would be a he- and that would be of... that would be hype enough. It's like this is a game. Yeah, 
If, they, if that's what, like, what they started E3 with, that would be pretty amazing. That would be a good way to kick off the show. I think that would be a brilliant way to do it. <laughs> just just run through the opening bombing scenario mm-hmm. and end it and just walk off. <laughs> You're like, see, it's a game, guys. It works. <laughs> we just have to make more levels now. Yeah. It's coming soon. Yeah. Be It'll be, be done excited. when it's ready. Yeah, please. <laughs> please, please be excited. Please be excited. That's what they need to do. And, you know, we're not going to get that, but. That'd be cool to see. One day. What we're gonna get is we're gonna get Kingdom Hearts four announced already, and Kingdom and Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah. Dear Lord. Oh, uh, let's not go down that road. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's more likely than maybe we think, just because a lot of the big PS three or PS PlayStation exclusives are gonna be like out. Like God of War just came out. Uh, Detroit will have been out, and Spider Man. They've shown a lot of Spider Man, and I don't know if. Um, Last of Us and Death Stranding are ready to like show gameplay, so it might be a good time like just to fill it, you know, something to put in the show. If they show anything Horizon Zero Dawn, I will shoot myself. <laughs> I you won't, and they won't, because they already put the DLC out. They're I done. I don't care. They showed gonna... it. It was like a big centerpiece at PSX last year, and that game was out for like a year already. I'm like, why is this? But here? also, PSX last year was just trash. So yeah, that's also true. <laughs> in more ways than one. So yeah. bad. They yeah they blew their load at uh. Paris Games Week. Uh, the only other bit of news that we have, and it's a lot smaller and probably won't bring up much discussion, but mention it anyway. Um, so Shining Resonance Refrain, which is like a remastered remake of Shining Resonance, I guess, is a kind of like an action RPG. Comes out July 10th in the Americas and Europe. I think they moved it back. I, I, I haven't been keeping track of this game, but somebody was saying it was supposed to come out in September, and September got so packed with games, like, ah, we're getting out of here. Um, but what I think is maybe stupid about that is that comes out the same week as Octopath Traveler, and I feel like way more people are going to want to play that than this. I mean, they're both JRPGs. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to play Octopath Traveler over this. <laughs> gonna, yeah, gonna... I I wonder how many or how large the fan base for what the Shining Resonance is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. I wonder how large the fan base for the Shining series is because, <clears throat> like, I I know about. Shining Force, if that's even the same, if they're connected, I don't even know. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know. Yeah. But if they are, I know about Shining Force. I've not heard about anything in that series since Shining Force, which is like back on a freaking Sega Genesis or something. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how large the install base is uh, for that series, but um, I mean, getting out of September is probably smart, right? For yeah. all the releases coming then. If you if your one big competitor is Octopath Traveler, that's better than five mega huge right hits oh right? my gosh so. yeah yeah no I, that's a good point because they've really not been making up they had they didn't bring a lot of those over i don't think from japan so a lot of people are like what is shining like i think what you just said i think people have a similar reaction they might know what shining force is i don't know what i don't know what this is either i mean i feel like we all are kind of i think i mistook page. it from it has, a tales game mila. it has mila in it, has mila in it. and then it also has uh velvet <laughs> oh it does have velvet what do you know yeah it just looks like a tales game it's a tales game <laughs> so maybe the this will appeal more to tales fans than shining fans but anyway the master of spirits the master of spirits <laughs> oh boy so anyway that's it for uh for news but we have missed we have not talked about what we've been playing in many many weeks and I think now's a good time to finally talk about Xenoblade 2. Okay, well, so I'll just leave now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because oh, all boy. it is is just Taylor's perspective on it. Well, then Mike, oh. I mean, Mike has an interesting perspective. No, there might be an interesting discussion here. It's just the fact that it's just like, what you've been playing. Okay, I've said it. Like, 
Okay, can everyone guess what Maddie's been playing in the chat? Just say it. Just <laughs> what has Maddie been playing and what does she think of it? Yeah. Yeah, just let us know. Just uh, let us know. Have I talked no, about Maddie. fighting Goat Mom yet? Uh, maybe. Have I talked about spending seven hours of my life on one kill? Wow. <laughs> That's a fun story. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Xenoblade 2. Uh, Xenoblade go. 2, so I beat it. Took about 68 hours. Again, I beat Xenoblade Chronicles X, and I felt that game was a little bloated, a little too long. I felt the same way with two. Um, near the end of the game, when I was trying to level up, I found like a like a almost broken grinding spot. I was like killing this monster, and if you kill it on a chain combo, you basically level up every time you kill it. And it was really it was quick a quick kill. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna get five levels and then go beat the game. So, um, but my biggest problem with the game is it's too big and it's really hard to figure out where to get anywhere so there's like your marker and it's like oh it's 200 meters that way and then there's an arrow up with okay so it's on the platform above me how do i get there oh i don't have the right blades let me go grind out more random blades and level it up so i can jump across this with the ability that was only near the end that it did that but really. it's still like, so I think that's... Earth Mastery and jumping. It's like, oh, okay. I don't know. I think that's bad design. Like, I feel like a game should just constantly be flowing, which we'll get to after this. A game I, I was playing that I feel does that perfectly. Um, but, Mike, did you have similar issues? I mean, you said you got about halfway and stopped playing. Like, what was what were some of your yeah. biggest hiccups? <laughs> um, I We discussed earlier how I, I don't get into otaku waifu culture. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean the game that has anime waifu, waifu, blade. waifu blades? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that did not appeal to me. I did not enjoy that. Um, and, you know, okay, a lot of people, when I, whenever I have laid this as a criticism against it on my channel, have been like, bruh, it's an anime. Like, what do you expect? All of them do it. And it's like, okay, listen, no. That, first of all, that's not, that's not true at all. Uh, second of all, even if you, I'm to grant that, let's say, some of my favorite anime, like Samurai Champloo or something, have some amount of, like, that kind of fan service in it, it's, it's very rarely the focus, and it's most likely a short distraction a, a jab at humor that may not work for me in that scene or whatever but the 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 entire landscape of that show <laughs> is about way more than that <clears throat> xenoblade chronicles 2 at least for the first 30 hours of what i played is just goes way beyond my tolerance level for that stuff just way beyond i just like every Every time there was something I liked, something that was working, something I was like, okay, maybe I can sink my teeth into this game, get into this, they would just inject this completely unnecessary uh, sexual innuendo into a scene that does nothing. It does nothing. It tells me nothing about the characters. It does nothing to advance the story. All it is there for is to pander to a culture that giggle and laugh and think it's funny or or, or into body pillow stuff and <laughs> i'm sorry like if you are into that that's fine like i it's totally fine i'm not and so the game absolutely just like turned me away because and it's not even just because it's a game that has that there are thousands of games that have that tons of them and i don't play them because i'm not into it they injected this kind of thing into a series i was a huge fan of uh xenoblade chronicles one i is amazing i mean it's one of the greatest rpgs of that generation um absolutely rejuvenated my love for the genre because it was in a bit of a lull at the time 
Um, Xenoblade Chronicles X, I had similar issues to you. It felt a bit bloated. Um, there were some de design choices I felt, felt were a bit suspect, but overall I still liked it. I thought it was an okay game. And then uh, th this game just like just went all in on that, just like really heavy. They completely changed the art style for that reason, I feel. They completely changed the way they write characters for that reason, I feel. Um, the design of the characters is just way over the top for me. And so uh, that that stuff turned me off so much that I couldn't I couldn't finish. I had to watch all the scenes on YouTube. So <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I wanted to know what happened because I would have to talk about it. Sure. Played, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna play it anymore. Have you played Xenoblade Chronicles One? Then you know what happens. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. It's it's basically the same story. Right? Yeah. Kimpy <laughs> filled me in. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was, but... I was watching. I was like, when I was getting to the end, I'm like, wait, I just played this. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you had just gonna played happen, it. And then this is gonna happen. Exactly. Yeah. It's like wow. Yeah. The. Uh... Hmm. I don't know. I guess I will say I don't own body pillows, but I am kind of into that in a like ironic way, I guess. But maybe not so you much. Like the waifu culture, there's I, no I futaba do. here for you to protect. Yeah, Pat. Me and uh, Aaron Fitzgerald are good friends. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, we kind of we're we're Pat, we're acquaintances. I don't know what Nick's looking for. We don't have for. we don't have uh, any waifus around. Right now. We have oh, no. Oh wait 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 wait! I got I got this. I don't know if any of these are waifus, but I always have. It's just the cast my... of Berseria. Yeah, but there's they're anime people <laughs> they're anime people they're anime right people. yeah yeah i have this at every podcast this today it's behind my chair because i'm wearing a jacket you don't so. have you don't have saray or miklio though i know because i am again of, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no, you speaking ahead. of berseria though i mean you have that towel there and those characters and everything like that I actually like that game, though, the, the story, the way it's presented. Yeah. and it, 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 It's a game you think it's going to be typical or have some of those tropes in it, but I think it's actually really well executed. Mm -hmm. And there's so. the moments, like a typical Tales game, where there's those skits that are innuendos and they're silly, but it's like never the focus. Not or, as bad as yeah. that. Not as... It doesn't die. No, not as bad as uh, Hearts. I'm assuming that's where you're pointing, right? <laughs> yeah, not as bad as Hearts. But yeah, Berseria, uh, I, could, I, could, I could have an episode on this, but yeah. Blanket. Yeah, I, I really, I really like the story of that game. I think it's quite good. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the big question. Okay. Yeah. How about Zestaria? Oh yeah. How do you like Zestaria? I, I have not played it. Oh. So that's okay. Here's, here's my experience with the Tales series. I played Fantasia <laughs> back in the day. I thought it was awesome. Um, I played Symphonia on the GameCube. Thought it was awesome. And then like did not play a single other one until Zillia one, <laughs> which I did not finish. And then Berseria, which I'm like playing at a freaking the, the lowest pace possible just crawling <laughs> through it because i'm so busy but right yeah. of course of course but yeah i i haven't played a lot of them so okay yeah that's fair enough there's um, a big point of contention because hysteria and berseria are would you think i was gonna punch you no you're gonna talk about how i hate symphony oh no 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 we so there's a big point of contention because hysteria and berseria's stories the worlds are connected and they oh. love these guys love hysteria and i hate it so, uh, and so does everyone well, else. Yeah. yeah, we're in the minority of liking it. And yeah, it's hard. But, yeah. you know. I, I don't hate it. There's just enough about it that annoy me. Where I'm I, like, I get it. Man. Like, I understand, but some reasons why people hate it. Like, your reasons are kind of valid because their gameplay and, like, some of the story beats are, like, a little off. But, like, it's good. I've gone into it, and these... I could totally tell that this was a rushed Tales game. Yeah. Like, they didn't, it felt like they like, rushed the story in the middle to get to the good ending. 
That's I see it. The ending is really good. But then they completely change it in the anime. And then they completely change it in the anime. And the anime is really good, too. But yes, Zesteria is connected to Berseria, and I feel like you get a little bit more out of Berseria if you knew what Zesteria was, but Berseria mm. on its own is a really good game, I've heard from people who've only played Des- Berseria, so it's like you should be good. It's like playing Trails of the S- in the Sky, and then playing Trails of Cold Steel. And you can That's see, true, yeah. You can see the connection. Okay, so That's it's, a that, good comparison. it's that wide, okay. Because I've done both, so... That's interesting. What? I've played Sky and Cold Steel. Yeah, he has. He actually has, he has. played only Sky and Cold yeah. Steel. Yeah. But, I think it might be like a little bit closer than that, but it's basically kind of the good analogy there. Okay. okay. So they're not like direct sequels. No. The same world-ish. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's complicated. It's a thousand years before. before it. Okay. And it's also before like a, yeah, a lot happens. But anyway. Uh, we were talking about Xenoblade 2 and uh, waifus. <laughs> I brought up my, my anime okay, blanket. So the thing, the thing is, they put, they took out, uh, they grabbed a bunch of artists and it's like, create a blade. And a bunch of these artists are actually hentai artists. Oh. Yes. So yes. they create oh. super <laughs> sexy yes. it's, waifu It's blades. very obvious. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, okay. Dahlia, like, she's wearing like a tarzan and jane outfit type of thing and she's like an ice booby girl ice booby rabbit no, i thought perun oh, yeah. was the funniest perun she's not that egregious no she's not egregious her bounciness is egregious i never noticed it's, and i had her in most of the like, game it was just like why is her boob so much bouncier than everyone else's why would you do that <laughs> game why would you specifically program her boobs to be more bouncy i don't know <laughs> the hard, artist wanted it to be that way. It's part of her character. Part of her character. Yeah, oh, it. whatever. She's a cool character. She, she is a cool character. Doing her blade, her blade uh, story. Mm. It's pretty interesting. It was just like, why would you do that? Though? Yeah. Why would you add that? I will. I will say, aside from the annoying exploration and design, the other part was boss battles were really fun because they took a long time and you had to build up your combo. But just normal trash monsters, it was just like, oh my god, this is too slow for normal enemies. It's like five minutes to kill like a, a squirrel or whatever, yeah. Because um, you have to build yeah. the meter up. It's just yeah, I, I didn't like that about it either. Where in um, in the original, well, the, I think the first two, well, Xenoblade Chronicles and, and Xenoblade Chronicles X, where um, like the the cooldowns would sort of just like go on their own. You didn't have to hit the enemy to build up your ability to use an attack again like mm. in 2. Because yeah. in 2 you have to actually connect and then that, that builds a little bit more and you hit again and it builds a little more then you can use the abilities on the phase buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the timed cooldowns better. I feel like um, now this is me speaking from only 30 hours of experience and not getting that far into the game. Uh, from what I've heard from you know people from my channel uh, you know my viewers and stuff. They said that there are ways where that, that the combat can get really fast down the line. Yeah. But that's another that's another one hmm. of my big problems with Xenoblade Two takes is that long. it takes forever, forever to start playing the game for real. <laughs> there's <laughs> 20 hours of like, and you're still coming across tutorials. Like I think there's way they they tried to to layer uh, and allow you to kind of like for instance. This isn't related to combat. I think there are instances I could bring up from combat. But why is, say, Poppy, the way that you level Poppy up, like 100% different from every other character in the game? Right. Why did they make that a totally separate thing? You got to go play this stupid, like, arcade game to level up this character. Like, why? Why create an extra step? 
of doing some annoying task you have to that. level up a character. Yeah, you have that step, and then you have the normal leveling up as well as a normal blade. It's like, why? Just like, oh, man. Like, they, they bogged the game down pacing-wise so bad by trying to put in so many things that I think ultimately everything just felt so slow. I felt like I was reading tutorials every five minutes and I was not enjoying the presentation and the story because it was con constantly being injected with this stuff that just isn't for me. Yeah. So I, yeah, I agree that, um, I just, there, there are way too many systems in that game. There are way too many things to worry about. Like you level up a blade, but then each blade has four layers of subquests, which can kind of keep you busy. Some of them were like way longer and more tedious. I got, I got super addicted to leveling up my, uh, my blades, man. Like the girl, okay, so there's there's this blade you get called Medusa, and she, the way you level her to get to open up her next rings, you have to send her on those Merc missions, and the Merc missions drove me crazy. Um, did you get to the part where you unlock Merc missions? I, I, I couldn't even make it that far. <laughs> okay, so Merc missions are these other... It's another system where oh you send off your blades to do quests. They do it on their own, and then they come back and they get extra experience and mm, whatever. Class order okay. halls. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's exactly what it is. Okay. And it's, just, it's just a quick way to level up your, level up your blades. Some of them are like over an hour, though. Yeah, well... You're going to be playing the game. Yeah. Doing side quests. So, what hour? That's one side quest. So, okay. So, Medusa. But, uh, to be fair, Xenoblade has never, like, side quests have never been its strong suit. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Like, it's, it's real tedious, busy work, is what it is. It is. <laughs> but some of the side quests are really good. There's some that are, like. Some some were okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate all of them. Uh, I got Theory and Prick Praxis. Side I I really liked um, Wolfrix. He looks like the Xenomorph from Aliens. Is basically what he looks like. And his whole thing is, oh, I'm a nice guy, but I look really scary, so I want people to like relate to me. So I'm gonna try to do these nice gonna, things for <laughs> I'm people. I'm gonna help this blind woman. She can't see me, but she knows I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Or like, I'm gonna try to play with this kid. Oh God, mommy, it's a monster. <laughs> oh. Um. Why don't you help me so? <laughs> what is that from? Oh no. <laughs> Maddie knows what, what I'm talking about. Why do you about. have to hurt me so? Yeah, he has like claws. War. No sorry, gonna, no sorry. One, no one's Nobody know knows that, that Game Grumps reference. Oh, games. Game Grumps. Okay. Um, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. <laughs> but there's... Okay, so my point I was trying to get to, there's a blade where to unlock her rings of experience, you have to send her off on like Merc mission after Merc mission after Merc mission. Like to, to do... To train her in singing and dancing and whatever. Like it just... Uh, I was... I don't want to give a spoiler, but thankfully you get a better healer. Let's just say you get a better healer later, that's better than her. So I did. I, at some point, I just stopped bothering. You could break the game with that healer. Oh my god, it's like ridiculous. Like nobody dies. Yeah. This game sounds fun. Yeah. No. Some people think it's very fun, and that's that's great. I'm <laughs> glad people enjoy it. it I thought it was just unconscionably boring. <laughs> I'm glad you played it for 330 hours, Nick. <laughs> Oh, with your broken with switch blocks or whatever? Block, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, like, apparently I played um, Knights of Azure 2 for like a 1,000 hours. So, yeah. yeah, I know what that's like. It says on my games, like, you played for 300 hours. I'm like, I totally have. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, 90 hours. It's pretty much as long as Persona 5. But that is what? with me doing a bunch of side quests. Like, I leveled up so many blades. And that's rushing through Persona 5. I wasn't rushing through Persona 5. No, you beat it 110 hours. I know. 
and you said 90. Oh, it's oh, about oh, that. Oh. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah, I got you. So it's like. You said I was rushing. My clock was like 93 hours or something. Yeah. For a persona. You guys also played on a higher difficulty, though. Yeah, you played on the hardest. So my plat run is going to be on the uber hard one. Okay, so let's not get onto this. <laughs> um, yeah. No, so, but Taylor wouldn't want to play on that difficulty because you could mess up. And then people just kill you, kill Joker instantly. Which is why you build to prevent that. Stop! Stop! I'm gonna get really into this. Let's not. <laughs> okay. Well, the other game I want to talk about is Tokyo Xanadu. I think that's a game at least all of us have played a little bit. Um, I started playing it. Whatever, Nick. I know. I've no. Just, I've just been, you know, constantly gushing love for this game. Yeah. So, so going into this game, our Discord, based on my Discord, our Discord, everyone's like, Taylor, you're not gonna like this game. It's the the worst combinations of both Cold Steel and Ease smashed together. And I, you know, we played the demo at PSX and I was like... That demo saved PSX for me. Mm, no. Yep. We, were, we were looking and you're like, oh my god, it's Falcom! Let's go play Let's go it. play Falcom games, guys! Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I thought it was really easy. And so... Get it? And, and then... Um, so put it on hard difficulty and I started playing it and I'm like... So this was like what Mr. Futagu wanted. Remember we were having this conversation with Mr. Futagu on the Discord? So he was saying he didn't like Persona 5 because of the time management. Where in Xanadu, it's the same thing, but it's just like, okay, well, we're at this story beat. Now you get to do what you want instead of doing it on your own time. So if you're watching Mr. Futagu, go play that. But I, I really, really like this game a lot. It's fun. Mm -hmm. I like, and believe it or not, guys, I'm talking to all the NPCs. Oh, oh my, my god! god! <laughs> Who are you? I don't know. I don't know. Are you sick? No, I think I'm sick. No, no. I think Taylor. Taylor's turning a new leaf. He finished Xenoblade Chronicles two. <laughs> We're getting our old Taylor back. <laughs> what am I gonna go beat Zestarian next? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my god, that <laughs> would be. You're gonna be like, wow. Nick, you are Nick, you are correct. This game story is amazing. I'm going for Syria now. Um, no, but it, it feels like a Persona light because you go through the dungeons, which are straightforward but fun. You know, mm -hmm. there there's you don't get lost in those dungeons. It's just here's a hallway, here's a hallway. There's the boss, the end. Like pretty easy for now. For now, but I like the combat. I like you can swap characters like in ease. Everybody has like uh, a move that is weak against a certain. Uh, enemy, and, and I like it that it makes you think because you're like, okay, if I beat them this way, I'll get more rewards. So you want to do better in the combat, or you could just replay it, I guess. But um, no, gotta get S rank first run through every time. Every time. Every time. Uh, yeah, and I like all the characters. I like the silly side. I like those two girls that are like in love with the guy teacher, and they're like, they were supposed to like go karaoke with him or something, and he ditched them. And I'm like, with the another teacher, yeah. Yeah, uh, I like, I love all these little subquests. It's uh, these. I don't know who Taylor is anymore. This is not Taylor. This is not Taylor. <laughs> this is what we told him to do in like Cold Steel. He's like, no, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Why? This is what you get. But then Maddie, I got. I think I played that in the arcade for like over an hour. So I played Magical Elisa's Wackaneko. Magical Elisa. I don't get, I don't get the arcade. The game, oh, it's Taylor. so amazing. So Taylor, Taylor. And then I did the reen fishing. So Good. they're playing so, a lot. Of, he's playing a lot of mini games, and I don't get it. It's so I've Ooh. only played. So I've only played this game. I uh -huh. think for about fifty hours. Only ten of them have been in the arcade. So don't worry about <laughs> it. I've gotten the max level fish three times. Jeez. So I have. Almost a hundred thousand. That is what I don't get. Uh, I don't get you fishing. It's a, it's fun. You're you're. I like playing the him, rhythm game. It's you're a rhythm game. No, it's not. And I you get like to, playing 
I like playing Blade, and I like the magical Lisa. Go, uh, it's so relaxing to fish, dude, because you just sit there and like you're streaming, right? And so you got chat, and you're just like, I'm sorry, this is boring, but this is really chill. And then you catch a fish, and you do the little mini game, and you just talk into chat, and it's really relaxing. And you're just trying to build up your meter to get that fish, and then you get that fish, and it's amazing. You get yeah. that fish on 0.2%, which happened to me. Nice. I haven't gone to the third spot yet because it costs a thousand to, to just cast a reel. So, so, so my child, so I my <laughs> my child, all you do is you play Magical Girl Lisa on hard, perfect it, yeah. so you get a thousand, yeah, and then you just play that about twenty times, <laughs> okay. and then you have ten k, yeah, and then you have you should have enough if you don't suck at fishing, to 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 break even on the hard level to get the fish. So I you, don't. So you look at the store, see how many medals you need, get those, never go to the arcade again. That's fun, though. It's part of my thing. During every story beat, it's where like it's like... It's like the gold you... saucer, Nick. Mike, do you, ever, do you ever get lost in the gold saucer in Final Fantasy VII? I play, I play one game in the gold saucer, and that is, um, <laughs> oh, what is it called? Super Dunk or the, the basketball minigame. Oh, okay. Because for me, that's the easiest way to earn GP until you can really get into the chocobo racing. Okay. Um, when, when you've actually breeded a chocobo that can win consistently. But I, I'm like freaking on fire i like i just i don't know it clicked with me i know the timing i could just like bam 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 huh. just like rack up the gp but uh the other ones like the um like i don't like replaying the bike mini game i hate the snowboarding game um <clears throat> the th i think the little um the little moogle one that tells the little story of the moogle oh like, yeah yeah <laughs> it's funny like one time <laughs> but it's like really pointless yeah and then like that rock paper scissor uh like uh sort of like fighting game is kind of fun once in a while but i think the mini games in seven for the most part are pretty bad so i don't really like to play in the gold sizer <laughs> oh, okay like I've, I've mentioned many times that is the one place that i want to go to most in the remake is the gold saucer just just the atmosphere not necessarily the mini yes. games but just because i think it'd be a cool place to be you know like a cool I, I do i am excited to see how they approach gold saucer and mini games in general in the seven remake because there's i'm interested to see well, how they we'll approach we'll the game in about 10 years yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah on ps5 yeah ps6 ps6 yeah ps6 um but yeah i now i'm i wonder if i can beat maddie and xanadu she's got she's so fallen so far down the monster hunter rabbit hole that she'll never recover and I'm going to beat Zeno or Xanadu before her. And you heard what I said before we started recording this podcast. I heard this before. Yeah, I but I, I don't before. care about two, you, two really. Two episodes ago, you're like, you know, after I beat this monster, I think I'm going to start playing JRPGs again. And then a new monster came Just out. Just so you know, Monster Hunter right is a JRPG. That. I don't. Technically. <laughs> it's a JRPG. For the re for point of reference, there's this monster that has a limited amount of time on right now. It goes away May 3rd. So as soon as that's over. And they don't announce another goddamn monster for me to kill, oh, which they will. They will. I know. <laughs> I know. It's going to be bad. But as long as that doesn't happen, give me a week. Give me a week. I'll burn it. I'll burn it in a week. Well, you'll burn the game? Burn it. Set it on fire? Burn no. That way I can finally open my White Shroud so I know who he is. Yes, Kathleen, I know you know who White Shroud is. I know who White Shroud I know is. you know who he is, too. And uh, it's confirmed my suspicions on or various she? things. I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> did we even say a gender? We just said we know who Right Shroud is. But she said she said he. I did say he. She doesn't know. I mean, sorry, but going by build, yeah. I mean, unless anime does that thing where girls look like a guy. They're wearing a giant cloak. 
no. Anyway, yeah, Tokyo Sandy is a fun game. You haven't unlocked every single battle style yet. Like, not like all the little things you could use. Oh, to, the elements? Yeah, no, to, not yet. Well, not even the elements, just like there's more things. You unlocked you flying like attacks. E you have like an EX move. Yeah, you have like, a, you have like an S-Craft move. And I, then have, I have three super moves right now. Okay. I'm not talking there's about... the L1, R1, there's the trigger, and then there's the down. Oh, so he does have everything. Yeah, Just kidding. so I have all of them, yeah. Where, like, if you crit, it does, like, a little cut. Yeah. I yeah. don't care, devil. So, so how, how you said you only got about 10 hours in, Mike, for Xanadu? Xanadu, I think it was just two. Oh, um, two, sorry. <laughs> he's barely touched and... the game. I've barely touched it yet. Um, and yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool once you got into combat a little bit. I thought that it felt really responsive. Uh, I like that you could switch characters out like instantaneously. Um, so I really enjoyed the combat. My only problem with games like Tokyo Xanadu and uh, Persona um, are that it takes so long to like play the game <laughs> True. and, and, and it's not that I'm cause I, I love good stories and that's why I play video games is for great stories. Um, <clears throat> being able to be immersed and participate in a really great story. I, I love the potential there that, that video games have for that. But I feel like the writing style in, in persona and in Tokyo Xanadu is one where they and actually to a lesser extent, but still true a little bit of the trails games as well, like trails of cold steel. They'd say a lot of words, a lot of words. <laughs> and I feel like at least, at least 25%, sometimes more of those words could be cut. You would have, you would still know all the same information and you could move quicker through the scenes. They just tend to really get bogged down by wordiness I feel, and just uh, unnecessarily just putting in lots and lots and lots of dialogue that doesn't necessarily feel like it has to be there for me to know what's going on or understand the characters or that sort of thing. So uh, like Persona 4, which I played three hours of and had fought like two battles, <laughs> I, I, I struggle with that. I struggle with that personally. I need a little bit better pacing and uh, diversion from one thing into another thing and then coming back to them in, in a little bit smoother of a line, I guess. But um, Tokyo Xanadu, uh, I thought, was was a lot of fun. The combat, I thought, was great. I wish I could keep playing it. Uh, I just am playing, like, 25 games at the same time, <laughs> so <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I know how that goes, especially if you have to play games for a video. It's just that takes priority over yeah. whatever else is out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you have you played um uh Ease 8 at all? Nope. Okay. Uh, another another one on the list that I really want to try. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I I liked um especially in that game uh some of the elements of its combat system I thought were really cool. I haven't played it, but I mean I played it a little bit E3. But like I I talked about this a little bit in a video that I did when there was that supposed leak on reddit not on reddit is on 4chan i think um about the final fantasy 7 remake and uh final fantasy versus 15 they were talking about and final fantasy 16 i think it was all bogus but it was around that time that i did a video about how they could implement a this hybrid that square's been going for for a long time of an action based system with a command based sort of uh the systems of the past that they've used um and how they could satisfy both crowds and i think i used east eight as an example of for something i can't remember exactly what it was but i do remember thinking the combat was cool 
in E shape. Yeah, it's almost Diablo. Like it's really fast, frenetic. You're bouncing around, jumping. There's a play style for basically most types of players. You could find a character that fits you usually. Yep. I think after Xanadu, I want to go back and finish Eze because it's getting me. I mean, it's the same company. It's Falcom, so it's uh, giving me similar vibes. But I, I'm. Are you, I think, actually, are you gonna talk? Are you actually gonna talk to, NPCs, gonna talk to now? NPCs now? Huh? No, because Xanadu is doing it in a way that's way more interesting. The you're setting. Not, you're not gonna get the true ending. You actually aren't gonna get the true ending. That's fine. I don't care. I just want to kill stuff. That's what Eze is good for. Falcom makes really, really good bosses. Like every boss in Xanadu has been really fun. I think I fought like three or four. All the bosses in E's are fun. They're great at making bosses. Like that's all. Like really. Except Nos- Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Oh God! What'd you oh, do, Nick? No, no wait, Nosferatu. <laughs> I know what happened. Ah. One second. Ah. Nick's no, computer no, went talking, to sleep. I know, but I heard Nosferatu and I had flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a boss in? A... He said. He said Falcon makes good bosses, and I said Nosferatu, ah. and I'm like, ah. bad boss. It's, it's extremely a, hard. It's extremely hard. If you're on ultra death mode, whatever well, you guys. We're always on normal. Well, I was on hard, so. I know you did it. It's just take it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, it's just the mechanic. You have to, it yeah, you have to do a playstyle thing. Anyway. You gotta do a thing. Yeah, cool. do a thing. As as you need to do in order to play video games, you need to do things in order to <laughs> progress in the story. Uh, almost like that. Requires requires action on the part of the player. Yeah. Oh, weird. Get to the ending of the game. You gotta play. <laughs> it's like uh, okay, in video man. games, I'd, I'd I'd rather have uh, you could turn off all the gameplay and just watch the cutscenes, and you're just like, yeah, that's that's called anime. Yeah. So that's what I like about Tokyo Xanadu. It mix it mixes the animeness with the serious story really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you, there's you too have, much you, you dumb to... fan service, at least not that I've come across. No, not no there's not. Okay. not really. But I mean there's Kisaki really fan service. So. Well, of course, there's like every manga you go into. Dude, oh, it's the I love how much shilling is in it. It's amazing. You know, in that shop, that was the first Sen three poster that was ever released. Was in Tokyo Xanadu, the Vita version for Japan. Wow. That was like the first place you well, saw it. Because it's funny because the game says 2015. I'm like, wow, this is an old game. <laughs> but anyway. It's a good game. Do you want to pull up some uh, Discord questions? Discord questions. Doing. All right. So from Feifan, a.k.a. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> he switches the avatar again. No more thigh, huh? Yep. It's probably, I don't know. Okay. Which is the strongest FF title all around for you? If you can't choose one, then list all that count. Uh, then list all that count. What? If you know. can't choose one, list all the ones just that you like. The, instead oh, of just one. Okay, okay. Come on, uh, you guys. Thanks for coming. On. <laughs> <laughs> the words are hard. So, uh, no, so Final Fantasy fifteen. That's the only because it's the played. only one I played. Okay. <laughs> 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 I could say Final Fantasy fourteen, but uh, WoW has that beat by a lot for me. So. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I do. I did like like they messed up their story like in 14 in 15 no 15 oh duh yeah duh <laughs> but i'm one of the people who walked in and i was like that's a cool battle system and i enjoyed it i had fun fighting things you actually had the you actually did the time i did use the di- time stop so i was using a more strategy based way oh, of playing like it the, uh, the wait time mm-hmm. yeah i leveled I, that I, up I need, I need to try it on wait time i haven't tried it yet like extensively i tried it for like a battle or something but yeah it's fun to play with it's, they walked in they're like what the hell are you doing and i'm like i'm strategizing <laughs> just just teleport and press x you'll win mm-hmm. that's <laughs> pretty much not when you're fighting a demon that's 10 levels above you jeez god gotta win those fights uh taylor? so taylor oh my god seven no it wouldn't be seven um 10 probably tactics if that oh. counts probably tactics 
got a good like the story is pretty interesting i like all the characters like the customization although i always do the same thing i always do a monk with armor i always do rams with two swords and i always have like a samurai you always make rams a monk and then at the beginning of the game because he just punches people and kills them instantly yeah i really need i really want to make a calculator and like try to do that thing where you can kill everybody in one hit that'd be well, really in fun in your tactics video you said that calculator the, the, is super yep, broken calculators right? are out of control broken. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to do it in tandem with like uh, white mage black mages so the, what the calculator class does essentially is allows you to hit um, multiple enemies at once based on it's it's kind of hard to explain like what are all of the characters on the screen that are on this level like verticality wise like on this level or all of the and all of the characters on the map that are a multiple of five in level or things of that nature. So you can kind of go through because there's a whole bunch of those kinds of things where it targets like multiple char characters at once. And you kind of make the calculator uh, abilities a sub to, say, a white mage with holy or something like that. And you cast holy for zero MP because calculators don't use MP when they do this. You cast holy for zero MP on every enemy on the freaking map and just wipe them out of one turn. <laughs> Sounds it's pretty crazy. good. Sounds or pretty like good. meteor with a black mage, same thing, right? You use meteor with those calculator abilities and just like just floor everyone in one turn. It's crazy. Wow. We thought the dark uh, the dark knight was broken. Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> well, a lot of people also do a monk ninja thing, right? So you you gain the strength of the monk. Uh, but the two-handed ability of the ninja, so you can attack with fists twice and just like just destroy people like 800 HP on both hits. It's just like like it's crazy. It, there's a lot of really fun ways to break the game, but I think that if you don't know that going in, it's it's one of the harder games I've ever played. I remember when I I bought the game, I was like I don't know, 12 or 13 or whatever, and. I tried to fight the first battle like five times and I thought it was impossible. I'm like, I can't even beat the first battle. And I had to call my friend. Yeah. He's like, if you hit the shoulder button, you can add more characters. I'm like, oh. I was trying to beat the first battle with just Rams and Delita. I'm like, this game is so hard. <laughs> even even just with two, I mean, with, with all the characters you could have had, it's, it's those first like five battle scenarios. If you have no idea what you're doing, if you've never played a strategy RPG before, or even if, you, if you're not familiar with Final Fantasy conventions, can be really tough. And a lot of times you got to kind of get lucky uh, to not have certain you know characters like go down and sort of just like ruin your strategy. Yeah. But you get to a point where you can start doing a little bit of grinding for some abilities. You go to, straight to the squire. <laughs> yep. and and you get to where you can uh learn abilities quicker and level up quicker anyways so yeah uh there's there are some grinding tricks that, are, that you'd use early on to and get better abilities uh, throwing rocks at each other saving the last yep. enemy and just grind out a Every, battle forever everyone yeah. to get accumulate and just accumulate all the time accumulate yeah. that's the one yeah. yeah the ability from the squire uh, class right yep. yeah and then you attack because since you accumulated so much you're your uh, physical attack is like 17. You just hit him and does like thousands of damage. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Dorder is this Dorder. Dorder is the first real check. Dorder is hard if you don't know what you're doing. Yep. Um, uh, and then I guess in a, cl a close second, I really, really liked the 
remaster of 12. I really like that game. I did. I, I remember playing on PS2 and not really liking how slow the whole MMO style combat was. I didn't like how it built out characters. But the PS4 version, you can speed it up and you actually pick classes instead of this one giant board. You Each character, you can pick two classes. And I don't know. I just had a lot more fun with it that way. I thought all the characters were cool. I like the world of Ivalis. I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was really it was neat. I like Final Fantasy twelve a lot. I think it's a great game. Yeah. When's just tactics? Tactics? Okay. We already talked about tactics. Yeah. I played I, <laughs> I grew up with Tales, not not Final Fantasy. So I played Final Fantasy seven and Tactics. That's it. And fifteen. And fifteen. You mean Tales <laughs> I, of the I, I don't call that a Final Fantasy. <laughs> cool. Um talking mainline series, I would say Final Fantasy Nine. Um Final Fantasy Nine I think like it's in a lot of ways it was like a, a tribute game <laughs> to like all the greatness that came before it and it kind of combines like all the good stuff that it had been done before into like one like perfect combination mm-hmm. uh, the i think the only real problems with nine are it has a very slow atb so the battle system is very slow yeah. there are ways to compensate for that later on but early on it's like dude please <laughs> let me have my turn now <laughs> um yep the other problem with nine is is only for completionist players, because uh, in order to get the Excalibur, you got to beat the game like way fast. Oh, so you have to choose. Connor. Connor did that. Yeah. You, I mean, you have to choose. Yeah. Am I going to enjoy the game's story, or am I going to go for like a completionist run kind of thing? So it can sort of divide people uh, that way. I think it's 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 not a great game for completionist players, but just as an overall package. Um, I think Final Fantasy IX uh, does it the best for that style of Final Fantasy, the mainline, turn-based Final Fantasy games. Uh, but I do think I prefer Tactics as a game overall. I think Final Fantasy Tactics is my favorite Final Fantasy game. So Yeah, boy. We're all in agreement. I, I'm really sad that they have not... Like, they've literally put every Final Fantasy from 7 and beyond on, like, PC and PS4. I, I, they sh- I feel like that's just money like a gold mine waiting to happen just put tactics on pc let people mod the shit out of it and put all oh, these seriously. weird court characters and stuff war of the lions and get yeah. rid of the stupid slowdown yeah oh yeah you have to get that um you have to like mod your psp basically yeah, I did. Uh, and, and I wanna, to get to get it to work <laughs> once i did that and i started playing i'm like this is the best game ever created. oh it's way better <laughs> it's like it's like this game is trash to a greatest game of all time <laughs> just <laughs> one change just mod it so that you can freaking not have to wait a million years for the slowdown on the any any magic attack really yeah yeah it's bizarre i don't know why it has that i'm gonna reel this back we totally forgot to ask mike what what has he been playing oh my gosh oh what have i been playing (laughs) well a lot (laughs) um i am in the middle of a playthrough on uh, god of war which just came out uh i'm in the middle of a playthrough on radiant historia i am uh, the perfect chronology 3ds version of it um the alliance alive which is awesome uh people should definitely look into that well if you're into see what i think has been sort of a trend is that people who are really into um like the the more modern uh atlas well the alliance alive is atlas well it's published by atlas but that's beyond the point uh persona uh, then the Falcom games, uh, Tokyo's got to do. If you're into that kind of thing, I don't know if you will love the Alliance Alive because the Alliance Alive is way rooted in like my generation of 
yeah. JRPGs, yeah. which is what I which is what I want to play. So I love it. Um, so the Alliance Live is great. Um, I'm also playing Tales of Berseria. I'm also playing uh, Shadow of the Colossus, the new PS4 one, like slowly getting through that. I think I'm on Colossus 10 or something now. Um, Owlboy, uh, which is like a, an indie 2D um, platformer slash shooter kind of thing. Um, Chrono Cross, which I'm playing for analysis on the channel right now. Um, Grim just, Fandango. You just beat Ooh, it, right? Wow. Yeah, I just finished. I just finished um, Chrono Cross, my first playthrough, and now I'm going through and getting like the additional endings on New Game Plus. So um, should have discussions on Chrono Cross on my channel here in the next week or so. Um, anyways, there's way too many to name. There's a, a bunch of others that I'm sort of like dabbing into. Um, on the Nintendo Switch, uh, what was that one from Tokyo RPG Factory? Uh, they did I Am Setsuna, and then their second one was Oh, uh, Lost Fear. Atmosphere, yeah. I'm still like in the middle of that. I need to get so, that. Again. I need to get like, that. Like a lot, <laughs> a lot of games. Uh, I I started the last story, like about a month ago, because I kind of wanted to go through that again. Mm-hmm. And Xenoblade at the same time. Xenoblade Chronicles One. Should I? You still haven't even opened oh, it. It's unsealed. I, I unsealed. like that game. Oh, is that a Wii? All... It's a Wii game. It's a Wii RPG. Yeah. I like that game a lot, actually. It's not perfect. But I really like it. I think it's worth playing. I think it's really. I think it's pretty good. So here's what you do, Nick. You don't open it. You download Dolphin and you play the <laughs> HD version. Is what you do. You I, I mean, I technically I do. It's actually, I do own it. So. It's a difficult game to emulate. Actually, it's it's pretty tough, even for Dolphin, which is a beast emulator, right? But um, that game in particular is tough. You'd have to really mess with the settings to get it to run properly. So I would suggest playing it a little bit. But you know what I've been playing? What are you been playing? Battletech. Yeah, I Battle know. Battletech. The, the great, the ultimate. Oh, no, I'm on I PP. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know what gun to Get a new god. No, I, t- <laughs> I said that to you. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying that to the game. Yeah, no, I heard. No. Yeah, what we were talking. No, she's like, get a new you're god. Like, oh no, you said something like, oh, why did this have to happen? And I'm like, get a new god. Uh, I thought you were talking about somebody you killed. I'm like, all right, Nick's really getting into that game. No. Help. <laughs> no, the, the I only, mean, he has. I, 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 I just go. Awesome, because some of those shots, it's all dice rolling. And if you get an awesome shot, it's yeah. very sad. I dice roll with human beings. IRL, Nick. Yeah. IRL, I, IRL dice roll. Dice well, we could also IRL dice roll Battletech as well. If we we really did, when to. we were like eight years old and your dad was playing with us and he would destroy me and Brian and it was, yeah. And JRPG-wise, I'm still going through Legend of Dragon. Oh, okay. Legend of Dragon. And uh, yes, you said uh, there's something happens at the castle, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that was a sudden change. Yeah. Just this whoosh. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're my little sister. Oh, wait, no. I love you now. Oh, no, I'm seeing hate <laughs> for motion controls here. Motion controls are all right. Where? Uh, you don't have to play the uh, last story with motion controls. You can play it with the, uh, the the pro controller or whatever it is. That's true, but I would probably play with the motion controls because... The- you don't go... I don't know yeah. if you do that. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, there's not, there's damn not, There's it. not, like, any slicing or anything like that. It's, no it, I no think there Twilight is some Princess? Actually, now that I think about it, you don't even aim because like, there are some of the characters that have like guns or air, uh, like uh, bow guns and stuff. You don't, you don't even aim. There's not, there's very little motion controls in that game. Almost yeah. none. Whatever. Yeah. I like the Wiimote. What I played it? Mario Kart with 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 the motion controls and I kicked his butt. 
Yeah, it was really weird. I, I really I really enjoyed uh, motion controls in uh, the Metroid Prime games. Uh, I really enjoyed it in Zelda, um, well, both of them, but especially yeah. in in, um, in Skyward Sword. I yeah. thought it was really well done in Skyward Sword. Do you play Mario Galaxy? Yes, I loved them. Loved them both. Yes, they were they were great. I'm gonna do a streaming run of that after Tokyo Xanadu. Nice. And then after your Nightmare uh, Hummel run, then after your Pest yeah. Platinum run. <laughs> There's a lot I need to do. So, so next year. I'm not playing new video games anytime soon. So what we're going to do is we're going to get our monster in her. We're going to put it in a box. And we're going to bury it somewhere. No. <laughs> and she's never going to find it. No. And then we'll, we'll open it up after a while. No. All right. <laughs> so let's go back to question, uh, questions again. Uh-huh. Uh, Spaghetti asked, what JRPG had the biggest impact on your life? Hmm. <sighs> Maddie, uh, That's so tough. Yeah. Oh, it's easy. I have no idea. What could possibly be the answer? I don't know. <laughs> it's not like there's charms hanging all over the place. And it's not like she's well, it's not up, Persona like, 5. It's Persona 4. Yeah, that's what, that's what I knew. It was Persona 5. I was going to say, which character made you, made you cry? Oh, wait. Both? Both. All of them. Maddie. All of them. One made me scream a lot more. Uh, the Persona series. I played... Four, watch the anime, played five, watching, watching the, the anime. I've watched the movies of three. I could not play three because I was on the PSP, and apparently that's the better version, and yes, you can control your characters, but I hated being a little dot on the screen and no anime cutscenes, so I stopped playing through three, but I know exactly what happens. Uh, Persona 4 affected me a lot because when I played it while well, I was in high school, um, I focused a lot. Oh, I focused a. I focused a lot more uh, on my fake high school life than my real high school life. Yeah. I was very much eating lunch in the quad. Granted, uh, this was only like two years ago. <laughs> three, uh, PS4, uh, my PS Vita in the corner playing that game. Uh, it was great. I related to a lot, especially where it was just like uh, you know, theme is truth. Um, I you hated know, it. I, jumping into TV. Jumping into TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I hated uh, telling. I hated talking to people. I hated telling anyone that I liked playing video games or making movies or being a nerd in general. I hate. Uh, didn't know. So, so far as like, uh, no, just embrace no. it. If people don't uh, like you for who you are, that's their problem. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And Persona Five, Persona Four changed the way I think, which is why it really affected me. Nice. And then Persona Five is just the best game ever, and I love it so much. And oh my god. Okay, there we go. Okay. When she's dressed like Joker right now. I don't know if people could tell, but I am dressed like Joker right now. Just don't have the mask. I don't have the mask. It's in my room, yeah. Taylor, if you say FF7, I'm going to hit you. Uh, I mean, that's probably the answer. (laughs) So what was the question? Biggest impact on my life? I mean, it it had to be be because it set the tone for everything that came after. I mean, there, there are like, like landmark games. I mean, obviously 7 is the first one because it changed how I thought of games. Like before it was like, I mean, you know, my, my gaming regimen before that was like Madden. Like I would play like the new Madden every year, Tony Hawk, wrestling games, wrestling games. And then Josh comes along. He's like, Hey, you should play this game. Like this looks retarded. Like you have cube hands. What is this? This looks so dumb. Cube hands. And I just, I didn't think I could get into it, but then I like, I'm like, Oh my God, you can name your characters. And it's like a, like, you're a part of this bigger story. You're playing I don't know. through a story. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name all the characters people from my class. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Dallas is definitely Barrett because he swears the most. And <laughs> no, but yeah, that and but like Seven was my favorite game for a really long time. But then I think you know when I came back from Korea, I 
like randomly picked up Persona. I'm like, oh, this is like Final Fantasy mixed with Harvest Moon. This could be fun. And I'm like, oh my god, this is like the best thing ever. So for for it. a game to dethrone seven after so long, you know, like over ten years, like four has to be. This isn't even gold. This is four. This is like PS2. This is non Aaron Fitzgerald GA. Non yeah, Aaron right. Fitzgerald GA. This is. I remember I watched a review on Game Trailers back when it was Game Trailers, and I think they gave it like a nine six or something crazy. I'm like, wow. Okay, I got to pick this up. Gotta play that. So seven or Persona, and then for you with it. The Tales of Destiny. <laughs> okay. Good. Moving on. Tales of Destiny. <laughs> See, when you guys were all growing up with FF7, I grew up with Tales of Destiny. Well, it's because of you, actually. Did I? Yeah, you I, gave it to Brian, it to Brian, our old eldest brother, and then he got the the, the ring of Chan- the channeling ring. The ring of two players. The channeling ring, <laughs> and then I played the game with my brother. Oh. And then I played it myself. Okay. It was great. I mean. I watched you play your turn-based JRPG, and I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, look at this. I'm live-action doing moves like a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. <laughs> no, I really like the story. Cool. I like the story, and then I, I, I like the Super Nintendo-ness of it, because it's like sprites. Yeah, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that set me off on my journey of JRPGs, because after that, it was Grandia. Because you got him for that the next That's right, next yeah, year. I remember Brian Grandia, yeah. I find it very amusing that yours is, like, the first JRPG you ever played, whereas I think I had played... I played Tales of Hearts first. It was my first JRPG. Well, because you played these when you are like, end of your teenage years. I started playing at either 15 or 16. End of your teenage years. Well, I'm at no, the end of my end teenage of years school, right now. End of your high school. That's what I meant. I, I played, so I played Persona 4 junior year. So I hated high school, but I played Persona 4 during it. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I played. The cool thing about Tales of Destiny is that all my friends, Travis and Connor, played it as well at the same time. Oh, that's cool. And we just always talked about it. And Connor would be like, dude, so I got this move where you, like, turn into, like, a giant phoenix and you fly across the screen. We're like, no, no, that's not real. And we all went to his house and he showed it to us. And we're like, how'd you do that? (laughs) (laughs) I'll show you. Yeah, exactly. Just let me bring out the PSM. Oh, PSM. PSM. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the good times. It's a big group of people playing one JRPG. All the same game. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Hello, you, Mike. Mike, yeah. It's really hard to pick one um, because I would say FF7. I had a similar experience where I didn't realize or didn't know games could tell these kinds of stories that make you care about characters and stuff. Um, that was the first time where I ever played a game and I felt like I was participating in one of the greatest stories I had ever seen up to that time. And so it was like, oh, man, games are awesome. I got to get more games like this. Right. So that sort of like started me on my love for for the genre in general. But I think that Chrono Trigger, when I played that, impacted me a little bit more because it's. Uh, came at a time where I was feeling really doubtful about what I should do with uh, like career choices. What I, I was living uh, with my grandparents at the time, and um, because I couldn't find work uh, here in Utah where I lived, it was during like right when the recession hit really, really bad, and I couldn't find work. I was applying to like 50, 60, 70 places, and like there's no one was hiring. It was really hard for me to find work, so I went. Because a buddy of mine was going to hook me up with a job in Denver. So I moved out there. I was living with my grandparents. They were telling me, 
because I wanted to do filmmaking or game design or, you know, something in, in the creative arts. And they were like, no, you should go into business. You should do this or that or whatever. Um, and so they were trying to get me to take the SAT over again and get into a better school. And I was like, I'm not interested in that, but like, is, should I do that or whatever? So I was playing Chrono Trigger, the DS re-release at the time. And I was just floored by how perfectly executed that game is. Like there are so many games I, I could bring up where it's like awesome ideas, amazing ideas, but like, like Xenogears, for example, like Disc 2 is infamous for being like, you just stop playing the game, you just watch cutscenes. Like an entire dungeon is narrated to you. It's like, they, okay, they went into the dungeon and then they did this and that and then it just puts you against a boss <laughs> at the end, basically. So execution really poor. And uh, Chrono Trigger, while not having the loftiest like ambitions in terms of its storytelling or whatever, just absolutely nails it like perfectly and it's just like one of the most impressive pieces of art i've ever i've ever had the uh, you know um the pleasure of experiencing and i i just knew like i want to inspire people the way that this game has inspired me like i want to create something that makes someone else feel the drive to create and inspire someone else and that's when I made my decision about, you know, what I was going to do with my career. And I was going to get into writing and into filmmaking and directing and that sort of thing. So um, that one probably had the biggest impact on me, Chrono Trigger. Sweet. Just a total aside, uh, is is the YouTube channel, is that all your guys' like full-time thing now? No. Uh, so I work uh, doing video production for a company called, well, it's an umbrella of companies, but one of them is Game Tyrant. Um I don't know if you guys had heard of this. Uh, there was a big. Um, do you guys get into like the fighting game scene at all? Like oh, tournaments, yeah, and that big sort time. Of stuff? Yeah, we watch Evo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so did you hear about GTX last year, which is big a uh, Smash event in Salt Lake City? Yeah. It was one of it was one of the the top tier events of the year. Mm -hmm. I, I forget what they call them an S an S tier, uh, which is like the highest ones. Um, really huge prize pools. We did it at the Vivint uh, Arena, which is where the Utah Jazz play basketball. Um, so I was part of the, uh, the team that created the marketing material and sort of like, uh, did commercials and stuff to sort of promote that and get a following for it. So I do video production for a living as a full-time job. And then I do the YouTube channel on the side. Um, but, uh, I'm also, I also do a lot of writing. Like I've been writing a novel now for the last 16 years almost uh i've been working on a long long time and it's getting to the point now where within the next year or so it'll be finished so um anyways yeah cool uh from kimpy what is your dream ga dream game adaptation could be anime movies etc oh uh for to adapt from a game to a movie or the other way around i think so just turn anything into a game i think he, he's saying you could pull what is your dream game adaptation? Yeah, oh. so a game gets adapted adapted to into, a movie or a show. Oh. Into a film. Hmm. I That's easy for me. BattleTech. Ah. BattleTech into like a series. Like or a, MechWarrior or something. That'd be like a really great like Netflix yeah, maybe this, type this, thing. This yeah, it's like a HBO series. It is <clears throat> Game of Wars. A Game of War? Is it? Game, game of, of Thrones. Game, game of, of Thrones in space. Game of War. <laughs> game of War is that... <laughs> mobile thing yeah that's yeah. pretty much what it is it's, huh and that'll be it's like it won't 
it won't rely on the mech. It won't be like, ooh, mech combat. Pew, 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 pew. It'll be like, it'll be all about like the, the betrayals and the, the politics and the characters. And then the, the mech battles will be the icing on the cake. Hmm. Nice. Uh, it's funny because most of mine are like already adapted. coming out uh, or already adapted. So convenient. Um, but I would say this guy's up here for a reason. Uh, another Warcraft movie. There's one, one that's been done. I loved it a lot. Uh, you kind of need to. You need to know. You need to know, need to know the lore, <laughs> unfortunately, but it's really good for what they had. And uh, I'd like to see actually the rise of Arthas, the Lich King, as a movie, because that would be that's like a story that's already written, like perfectly. You can make it's that Warcraft, just that a movie. Warcraft three. Warcraft three, perfectly into a movie, it'd be good. So I'd love to see if they actually would do that one day. And I, I think. That would probably be the most successful because if <clears throat> if I remember my WoW lore right, I feel like it peaked with Ratchet, Wrath of it the Lich King. That's when I stopped playing. So I think that would probably get the most people to go watch it. Because a lot of people don't. I'm like, who are all these orcs? And I don't care for the well, movie. They're, that was Warcraft. They're, they're showing off. It's like, this is Thrall. So, I know yeah. they were like, this is they Thrall. And I'm like, please, deep. I'm like, please I don't. played World of Warcraft for like a long time. And I'm like, I have no who, idea who any of these characters are. Because that's Warcraft 1. I don't think you ever played Warcraft 1. No. And even that, the lore, they changed the lore for the movie anyway. Yeah. yeah do, you, this, do you... I think Mike can go before me. I'm still thinking. <laughs> um, it's tough because like I come from a filmmaking background. And video games are very, very difficult to adapt into films. I think that for the most part, especially RPGs, it would be much better suited as a, as a series on Netflix or HBO or something like that, which is happening with The Witcher, which is probably number one, because <laughs> the, the lore and the world building that is done in the novels is so rich and so, so well done. I would love to see that done in a series like on Netflix, which is happening. So I can't wait to see that. But if we're talking about adapting to film, I think the only RPG I've ever played that would work as a film is Vagrant Story. Um, Vagrant Story is so cinematic uh, already. Um, and just like like the opening, if I don't know if any of you have played Vagrant Story. Tiny, the op- tiny bit, yeah. The very opening is like, it is like watching a movie. And it's so intense. And it just like moves and is paced. The beats are so perfect. Like, I could I could see that because it's a pretty short game too. That's the other, you know, sort of like qualifier for whether it can be made into a film. Is I think you can beat the game in like twelve hours, and I think the cinematics make up about three. So with a few cuts uh, in there um, from like the the storytelling in the cutscenes and inject some good action sequences, um, Vagrant Story could make an excellent film. So that's probably the one that I would pick. Uh, in an addendum to the witcher hmm so I'll, I'll say one tv series and then one movie the tv series go with me on this for a second would be near automata because there are so many weird twists in that game that would make for really great end of the episode cliffhangers or like end of the end of a season cliffhangers like i just feel like you know and there's enough combat and it's really weird i don't know i think that could be a good show um but then for a movie, I just would love to see the spectacle of Horizon, just like giant robots. How how do they? I mean, I love the popcorn trash Transformers. The da, first da, couple, da, of these. Da, you love popcorn da, trash. Da, da, um, da, da. <laughs> 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 yeah, they do move in herds. 
They do move, it hurts. But then just having, you know, Aloy's story, and I loved the whole discovery of, like, what is the old world, and how did it, how did it, things come to where they are today? I don't know. I think that would be really, really interesting. Taylor, all you need to do is come to the new world where you could get Aloy's um, armor set In and, and Monster fi- fight monsters. That's the sequel. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the... I want them to make a good Silent Hill movie. A good Silent Hill movie. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. (laughs) I mean, Silent Hill 1 was all The first movie was all right, but they changed so much stuff they didn't need to change. I could say the same thing about Resident Evil. Make a good Resident Evil movie. Oh, well, they have... Aren't aren't the, like, animated ones actually really good? I haven't watched them, but that's what I've heard. But, like, no, like, a good live action, like, there's a way to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make it Hollywood crap. Yep. Just, well, come on, just yeah, because Silent Hill would be. I mean, it's Silent Hill is pretty freaking confusing story. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it would still be fun if they actually adapted the game and didn't change anything. Like, why did they make like a wife and husband story instead of just Harry Mason and his daughter get lost in Silent Hill and he tries to find her, and all this stuff happens. The end. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Yeah, the end. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Next, Next question. Oh, yeah, another question. See, Craftium says the latest CGI. Oh, okay. For, also from Kimpy. What are some opening segments in JRPGs that really stand out? Just started FF7 and it's blowing me away how fast it gets going compared to modern JRPGs. Yes. <laughs> Starting in Media Res, it, it can be used a little bit as a trope, but it's pretty. It's it's a it's, it can be a very effective way of like getting people invested. You start off with something big, like a bombing mission. You, you're following these eco terrorists, and they're blowing up a freaking reactor. It's like, what is going on here? Um, the music is really exciting, and you're fighting within moments of starting the game, and it's just like, okay, I'm into this. Uh, FF7 does it better than almost any other game I've ever seen. I know the but, best. The best. The best no, opening is I, I, pushing a car. I was gonna say that. Friends. Damn it! I was gonna be like best opening <laughs> Final Fantasy best 15. Best opening ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's important in games, especially in games, to start off uh, letting the player play it <laughs> and and feel like you're doing something and then taking a moment to do some world building set up the story set up the characters but if you if you start with that first i think especially if you're doing a lot of it like let's say for instance I, i'm not trying to knock persona say it's bad i think persona is great it's just i think that it could be a little bit better in pacing in the, in the early going but it, 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 you're showing up in a new town uh, you know, you, I think you're staying with your uncle or something like that. Um, so you're kind of like, you know, getting introduced to the uncle character. Well, they had the velvet room before that, which was real mysterious. And that was really cool. But um, getting to know your uncle's family, where you're staying, you go to school, you're learning, like, just like interacting, talking, meeting new people, new friends. Um, like there's the you don't know, like, what the conflict is, the goal is for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that that can hurt. Yeah, that can really hurt the pacing of a game. And it can it can make people, especially for a game where you are expected to participate, do something. It's not the same expectation as a film or a novel, which I think novels in particular, you can move a lot slower and, and do a lot of that. I, don't, I still don't think it's the best way to do it. You should excite people early on and give them something to be like, OK, that was awesome. I can look forward to that. How, how does this relate? <laughs> yes. Moving on. Don't don't talk. Let me talk. Like, let me talk. Let like, me talk. 
Shut up. I have two. I have two, and I know which ones you're going to say, but I'm just going to... He's already talking about Persona 4. I Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> okay, just just <laughs> shut up. I'm just saying the first 15 minutes of Persona 5 is really amazing to get you hooked just because yes. it's it's like you're in the center of... It's like an infiltration. Right yeah, you're already in an infiltration. You summon your Persona once. Uh, an amazing thing just happens. Uh, like a plot point happens. You have no idea what's going on, and then it's like flashback and you're like wait what what just yeah. happened i need to i need to figure it out so i thought that was really good it does start up very slow still after that but at least it starts off with well, it starts that, off like normal persona yeah it starts off like normal persona after that but at least it starts off with that like boom action 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 noises music what's happening oh you're summoning your persona and it's over what okay let's figure this out and i thought that was really good uh i feel like nick is gonna say this one but cold he isn't Cold Steel also starts off while you're doing a, a mission. Oh, yeah, it does. And then you do a Nick, flashback. oh, my God, yes. I'm disappointed That's in true. you. That's true. I, I actually like that in Cold Steel, how it starts you off, like, level 50 or whatever. It, you're yeah, you're, like, fighting your way through a dungeon, yeah. It doesn't even hold back, like, mechanics. Like, you have all the mechanics, you just don't know how to use them. But it's yeah. like, okay, uh, you don't know the names of the characters, but they're saying these things. We got to go forward. If that's an actual fight you're doing, you are actually kind of leveling up. You're figuring out what the hell you're doing with no tutorials. And then it does like the cliffhanger, and then it does the six months earlier. I, I love the, the flashback ways of starting a game where it's just like in the center and figure out how you got there. Mm -hmm. I always think that's like good intros. See what FF15 should have done. We know. We know, Nick. We know, Nick. We know the, the insomnia. Insomnia invasion! <laughs> and then it flashed forward to them pushing their car. Yes. Oh, my God. They, sh they shouldn't have made a movie is what no, it really no. comes down they to. They definitely should not have done that. It was a bad move. <laughs> bad move all around. The game would have been so much better. I, I still think, like, I mean, it's a really good technique to use to get people hooked. And then, uh, and then you know, slow it down and, and start your story. Mm -hmm. But... I think that in some instances uh, it, it can also um, be frustrating for people because like you're saying, you're like, oh, what's going on? I really want to know. And if you aren't at a steady pace revealing some of those mysteries, if you do what a lot of games do starting around the PlayStation era of Square Enix with Chrono Cross and Xenogears, and you leave all the answers to everything at the very freaking end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Here's a thing to be interested in. Awesome. I can't wait to learn more. Well, you're going to have to wait about 50 hours because we're not going to tell you anything until the freaking final boss. So, well, it's I'm exaggerating a little bit, obviously. Yeah. So that can be very frustrating, too, if you don't do it right. But, you know, uh, I think that um, Final Fantasy 13 tried to do the same thing where it was like, we're going to start you in the middle of this um this basically a uh, exile exodus this train is taking these people like away and they're fighting for their lives they're fighting back against uh, uh you know sort of an, an oppressive government or whatever um and it's like okay there's all this action is going on uh but you have no context <laughs> right. uh and and the game does very little explaining any of its world to you unless you read the data logs yes. you have to read them so it's like the game doesn't show you in scenes very much. They do some flashbacks here and there, but they don't do very much of that world building. And so to me, I felt very frustrated uh, by the way that game story worked. While it was like an exciting action sequence at the beginning, it was like, I don't know why any of this is important. I don't know. You're throwing these term this terminology at me 
that I, I don't know, falsy, lacy, psychom, like all of these words that are, I need to know what those things are. I need to have seen them and be like, oh, that's what that is. Oh, that's what that is. But there's just, there's using words that I don't have context for. And so it can be frustrating too. It's all a matter of execution, but I've gotten so far away from the actual question. <laughs> what what I, game has the best good best openings, be, yeah. good intros? Yeah, I think I think Final Fantasy VII has the best of any of them I've ever played. I just think it's so effective. What they need to do is they need to bring back the opening in the, your peaceful village. You go out, get some you know three mushrooms to get for dinner. Sober Saria. and then you come back, and then your <laughs> hometown's on fire. Sober Saria. <laughs> Burn hometown. Well, most Tales games, right? I mean, Tales of Fantasia was the same way. Well, that, that Symphonia. Was, that, was, that was during Fantasia was like during that era. Of course, yeah. It's all do that. every every game did that in, yeah. in the Super Nintendo age. But. Yeah. No callback. But yeah, Mind Persona Five and Cold Steel. Yeah, Berseria does do that. Berseria does that. Like every Uncharted game does that. Not that, that those are JRPGs, but I'm, I think every one but three. I can't remember how three opens, but two, you're hanging off the train. Four, you're on the boat. Oh, the flashbacks? Yeah, like okay. every single one is a flashback. I thought it was like, wait, Drake has his hometown destroyed? Yeah, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> um, Do you have an intro you like, Taylor? I was going to say seven, obviously. Um, Tactics kind of does that, but it's not quite as exciting. It, yeah. it's, it's weird because it like shows you Delita, and then he's like your friend right away. I'm like, well, how do we get to the point where he's like stealing our east? kidnapping a princess or whatever we'll find out in chapter at the end of chapter one uh, pretty much <laughs> yeah um i was more like "Ooh, i can't wait to have get the stadius sword and night blade oh wait you can't get those characters yeah ah uh, man there's got to be a good one out there that i can't think of right now jake uh, no <laughs> That game is a pretty <laughs> slow opening. <laughs> I just was playing that the other week uh, with a patron of mine. Oh, uh, nice! They'll they'll suggest a game for a week. I'll play it with them. Oh, and cool! He picked he picked Jade Cocoon, so I just played that a little while ago. Jade Cocoon's cool. I still need to play two. Sean's Jade Cocoon's too. Yes, you do. You know what? Like this is gonna sound really cheesy, but you know what? I feel like what games always have really good openings or Pokemon because you're like, I'm going to start my Pokemon adventure and it starts off with you getting to make a choice. Which monster do I want to pick? And, and it's like the beginning of your adventure. And I don't know, like I was, I'm thinking about like Pokemon X where it's like all you and your buddies are going to like go be Pokemon trainers and you have, you all go together to pick your Pokemon. And then you constantly are meeting up through your adventure. I thought that I, I didn't like sun and moon as much, but then uh, Pokemon Red and Blue are really effective because you, you keep running into Gary and he's an asshole and he's like, oh, I'll smell you later. later. And you know, and he, <laughs> so like that, setting him up as an asshole, like at the very beginning, and you always run into him, you're like, oh, that bastard, I'm gonna get him. He never has any I, redeeming I think it's a good qualities. example, yeah. What were you gonna say? Gary has no redeeming qualities about him, he's <laughs> just an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, he's your, your childhood friend. I'm like, really? Why are you being such a jerk? Yeah. Man? piece of shit smell you later <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm trying to look i don't i can't think of anything else off the top of my head but that's uh shadow hearts covenant 2 there was a second one i know there's shadow hearts covenant mm-hmm. i'm sorry i'm just i'm just poking fun at kurt oh okay yeah uh, mm-hmm. starting off on a ship that crash lands and then you lose your memory <laughs> okay I don't know what that is, but it sounds like a best, lot of games. Best intro. Oh, yeah, Xenogears like that, yeah. Burn Hometown and Amnesia. Two yep. for, that's a twofer. A ship crashes, 
Amnesia and Hometown being burned. All yeah. all three get, get them And then all. there's a magical little girl that turns out to be a god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Xenogears, but that's also a lot of games. That's a troll. Yeah. <laughs> Save the trolls. Yep. All right, so... I, th- I think it's... Yeah, we move Last one. One, last one. Last one from... The minor, minor. Uh, <laughs> how do you know when it's time to give up on finishing a game? For example, Ooh. hitting a wall with a boss... You can't defeat or not caring about the story anymore. This is Ooh, funny because I feel great... like this is a really good question for Taylor. Yeah. But for me personally, I have to complete. I have to complete it. Games never beat me. I beat them <laughs> there is every one, time. There's one game that beat me, and that was Grandi Extreme because that was just like, oh my god. No, nope. there's two. Extremely bad. It was really bad. No, there's two. There's two. What? You didn't beat the final boss of Tales of Grace's F. In the F part. <laughs> but I did. I didn't give up on it. I just you didn't. I just you, put it down for like oh, five years. Oh, I just put years. it down. Yeah, it's fine. I put it down. I put it down, and then I walked in as you were trying to beat it, so I could watch the ending with you. I put it down, and uh, you know, started <laughs> hanging out with girls. Oh yeah. Okay. Whatever. It was during that era. Yeah, but you didn't finish it, so uh, and you said yourself that it was stupidly hard, which it was. It was. But I didn't mean like I'm like I wasn't like oh I'm gonna give up and stop playing. I was I was during the time where I always like just like stop playing my games. Okay. I didn't give up on them. Okay. Like, I didn't finish Zillia, but then I did come back to it to finish. I need to replay that. I need to play Zillia 2. I need to beat Tarts. It's all from the same era. You haven't played finished Hearts. No. I've beat Hearts before you. Yes, you did. Okay, so, like, I can't move on from a game unless I beat Even if it. you hate it, what if you play it and you're like, oh, this game's terrible? Okay, so, sorry. Symphonia. Uh, I'm sorry I just said that out loud, but yes, I I tried to play Symphonia and I just could not like it. Wow. Okay. I didn't know you played that. I played four hours and I was just like, I corrupted her, uh and she doesn't like the Abyss system. She got corrupted. I don't like the Abyss, so I played Abyss, then Graces, then Zesty. Zesty was my favorite. uh, Graces was really close, but Zesty was my favorite battle system, and Abyss was my least favorite. And then it goes. I then I go to Symphonia. I was like, okay, let me prove Nick wrong. Like this should be a good game, right? And I play it, and I'm like. The story's kind of all right, and then it's just like, and this battle system's really boring, and it's kind of hard, and my enemies are kicking my ass, and I'm like, but I'm tr- doing everything right, and like I dodge, but it doesn't dodge right, and so I get hit, I'm like, I- and then I have no money to upgrade anything, so I'm like, <laughs> what is this game? Old classic tales. Yeah, I did yeah. not like the battle system, and nope. so I was just like, nope, I'm, I'm done, sorry. The only reason I don't like it is because it's just Fantasia all over again. Okay. Yeah. So I, I haven't beaten one game that I started. What? That's the one. I just mm-hmm. said it. The, I can only think of two, and one of them I went back to, but there's one I will never go back to, and it's just trash. Mm-hmm. So the first one, if you go, when you guys remember, is Nier. I, yeah. I rage quit like, that game twice. Oh, Nier Automata? Nier Automata. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's this. So that game does not autosave. And mm-hmm. there. <laughs> and so there's this part where you are trying to get into this big tower but to unlock the big tower you have to go through three smaller ones as 9s who's the worst character in the game combat wise he's just so boring to play as and so i go through one of the, this one tower i i got to the final boss and i don't know what happened i thought the game glitched but i got to the very top without saving and he just one shot me and i'm like i don't know what just happened and so i quit and then the same thing happened again. I'm like, what is happening with this boss? And then I'm like, I think I came back like a month later. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to beat this fucking game. Like, it was like Maddie. I'm like, I'm not going to let the game the beat game me. The game cannot beat you. And finally, I just pushed through it and then ended up beating it and really liked it, liking it. But the one game 
I refuse to go back to. Poorly designed is uh, Star Ocean Five or Star Ocean Integrity oh, and Faithless. <laughs> Star Ocean games since basically two. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. so bad. <laughs> oh my gosh! So in five, it has this battle thing that it just loves to do, and it's so terrible. Where it's one of those uh, scenarios where you have this hacker girl, and it's like, okay, she's got to hack the computer, defend her while she's hacking the computer. But all your AI teammates are idiots, and they don't defend her, and all the AI enemies are way too smart. So, like, there's ten enemies, and they all just swarm her, and she dies in, like, five seconds. And I'm like, I don't know what, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. This one battle I probably fought, like, 20 times. I'm like, fuck it. Return this GameStop. Went back and just sold it. I'm like, I am done with this shit. And I commend Devil. I think it was Devil that played through it. I'm like, dude, I can't believe you finished that game. It's so bad. So... That is the one game I, I can remember where I rage quit. I even went through Bloodborne, and that game is, like, supposed to be hard. You know, I went through Bloodborne, enjoyed it. So I enjoy a challenge, but when you have, like, just cheap bullshit, like, nope, I don't have time for that. Did I, te- didn't I like, text you saying, I can't finish Extreme, I'm actually going to quit it? Yeah, I, I was shocked. I'm like, wow, you love Grandi. I can't believe you did. But it was the just boring dungeons, or? It was like a side game. It was weird. Like, hmm. the the voice acting was like, hey, guys, let's do this, man. Yeah. And I'm like, this isn't Grandia voice acting. What is this? <laughs> and, like, it was like a hub world, and then there's, like, five dungeons you go to. And I'm like, this isn't Grandia. And then the final dungeon was just, like, a random collection of just, like, hallways. And, like, this didn't make sense. And it was, like, 30 levels of that. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. This random, random floors of the final dungeon. That's BS. Sounds fun. Yeah. And it, it, it sucked because I think the battle system was actually, like, really good. <laughs> yes, B-Cops in the, in chat. Starship 5 is complete trash. It is. <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. So yeah. Grandia 1, amazing. Grandia 2, amazing. Grandia 3, the beginning had so much potential, and then just, like, fell off. And Extreme is just... Extreme is just extremely bad. Okay. Ooh. And then, Mike, what about you? Is, is, what are things that make you quit, or are there any games that you have rage quit, or... I used to be um, one of the biggest rage quitters ever. <laughs> uh, it was so easy for me to get mad at a game and just like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And I've tried really hard in the last 10 years or so to, to break that habit because in my experience, like I played Resident Evil 4 the first time and I was like, dude, I hate this game. This game sucks. And like I went and talked to my friend who... It, was the one who recommended it in the first place. I was like, dude, that game sucked. Like, I hated that game. And he's like, where did you get? And I was like, I had played, like, maybe the first scenario where you first go into that little village and, like, all the dudes attack you in that little village. I was like, I got about... I got about to that point. I I didn't... I I didn't like the, the feel, like, of the character. I felt so bogged down and, like, I couldn't move well. And, um... Anyways... I hadn't I had not played the tank controls of the early Resident Evil games, obviously, so I had no idea how bad it could be. <laughs> but um, anyways, he was like, "No, dude, trust me, just trust me. Keep playing it. You'll get used to it. Like you'll get better." And so I went back, and it became one of my favorite games of all time. Um, Final Fantasy V. I had a similar experience. I I had played seven first, and then I went back and played six and four, I think. 
Um, and so I had a certain expectation about like what Final Fantasy stories were like, and you know they, they took things pretty seriously. They had silly moments, but uh, FF5 is a lot heavier on the silly side, and it's it doesn't have the greatest depth uh, storytelling wise. Um, and so I was like, story sucks. Like screw this game or whatever. I don't want to play this. This is terrible. And um, anyways, uh, I, I again talking with people, getting their perspective on it. I tried it again. It be, I love it now. So I've really tried. I, I almost rage quit near Automata as well. Um, <laughs> I think it was at the point. There was two points. I think, but one of them was when I think you get the first ending of the game with uh, uh, what was her name? 2B. 2B. Yeah. 2B. And then you have the scenario where you're going back down and like there's all the teams that are kind of spread out and you're supposed to go sort of like fight and like help them out and like rescue the teams or whatever. I felt like there was such a big jump, uh, a spike in difficulty right there because I hadn't done all the side quests and all the, the stuff you could have done in, in Act 1 or Scenario 1 or whatever. Um, so I was a little behind level wise and there was this big spike, uh, in difficulty. And so I was, I was trying to, to fight it, but I was getting nearly one shot by a lot of the enemies and stuff like that. And I was just like, dude, hate this game. (laughs) I like, I stopped playing it for a few days, but then I came back to it and I ended up finishing it and, um, still not my favorite game ever, but, um, there's a lot of it that I really appreciated. So, um, for me, it doesn't take much to frustrate me, uh, but I'm tr- I, I try really hard re- recently to hang in there and like just get better, <laughs> just get good, get good. Right? <laughs> Got to get good. <laughs> um, but I think the one thing that will turn me away um, and, and not I won't come back to it um, is is if the story <laughs> is slow. If mm. the story is slow, if the, there's just like needless amounts of dialogue. If um, there's not good pacing, if and and if there's a lot of um, like what? waifu Waifus. otaku stuff in it, <laughs> and I, I, again, I'm not I'm not trying to say if anyone out there's into it that you're that you're wrong. I'm really not. It's just it really grates me because I feel that it's cheap. It's not there for a purpose, and I'm very utilitarian when it comes to to storytelling. It's like. I'm seeing and hearing, reading, whatever, a, a thing. What does this have to do with what's going on? What is this telling me about the person? What is this telling me about the world? What is it telling me about the plot? How is this driving me forward? Or is it just wasting my time? I would say that in like 99% of cases with that kind of thing, it is a total waste of time for a cheap laugh. It is just trying to inject humor because it feels like we should have humor now or whatever reason they're putting in there because it sells, sex sells, whatever it is. I feel it's really cheap. And so it, it frustrates me because it's like, I want to know more about you as a person. I don't want to trivialize this character. I want to know what drives them, what motivates them. Why are they interesting? Uh, what do they believe and think? And, um, you know, what kind of interesting philosophy can come from a character? Um, so that will turn me off really, really, really quick as well. Because, again... Uh, the older we get, the more responsibilities we get, the more work we do, the harder it is to find time to play 120 hours of a video game. Right. And so if I'm going to sit down to play a long RPG, please don't waste my time with stuff that is purposeless, <laughs> <laughs> is kind of my point of view on that. So, 
Yep, I totally get that. So the only and, thing, and, that... and it's amazing when there are long games that manage to hook you to the very end, like. Yeah. Like my thing when I, I remember when I remember this so well when I beat Persona Four, it was like seventy hours long. I'm like, I wish there were seventy more hours. Like I just wanted it the game. I didn't want the game to end. And then same with Persona Five was a. I feel like it, there were, the ending was a little slow or it kind of dragged on a little too long. But same thing with Five. I was like, man, how did you hook me that long? But I totally know what you mean. There's a game and I can't think of it, but there is a game where I remember very specifically like. You're taking it takes you an hour. You're talking for an hour, but not saying anything. <laughs> like if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And Nothing's I don't. Nothing's been said. Yeah, <laughs> but, but a lot's been said. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing how certain developers, whatever, managed to do that. I'm like, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you know people like this. I actually watched a Star Trek episode recently. There's an episode where they go down. They're all like, they're all dreading this, like a. Uh, like a event that they're going to because there's a commander there who's like a, just like a small talk he just talks and he talks and talks and talks and talks but nothing's being said and it's just like there's no substance to the conversation he's just saying things he's just talking at you just for the sake of talking and they got data and, to do the same thing <laughs> yeah and data, and data's trying to like trying to learn small talk so he's trying to like pick up on it right it's, it's hilarious it's a really really good episode for for data specifically but um in any case, yeah, I, I really struggle with dialogue uh, in games that, that do that. That, like, just say a lot of words, but, like, really nothing has been said. Yeah. The only thing that frustrates me is playing fighting games online. I know. Mm. That's, that's, that's rough, man. <laughs> that's that's, that's the a only, rough world. It's <laughs> the only time where you, hear, you will hear me yell. A lot. Mm-hmm. Constantly. All the time. Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm frustrated at myself. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat what was said, but I remember that one time when Maddie was uh, providing commentary, shall we say, and yep. Nick got so mad. Pushed his buttons for once. Yeah. It's just like, oh, and he was all just... like, leave my room. Yep, leave and room. Was, there was more than I, that. Though, I know there was a lot more than that, and I'm censoring it for you. But uh, yeah, and then I was I like. I push my buttons. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know why. Oh, I know why. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> like i knew that was coming i should have blocked it i totally it didn't help you were fighting taylor and taylor's play style pisses you off because it's button mashing yes that was we're playing marvel's capcom infinite and you were playing he was that was your first mistake (laughs) and he was just uh that was gamora you were gamora and you would jump up and shoot jump up oh the guns yeah i'm like stop it but i would would get you it just was just frustrating to play against Mm -hmm. Mm Well, I think that's it as far as questions. That is it of questions. We do have questions. Oh, that's going to be There's really no long. Way. I don't no, think we like, could do this. It's just, I'm not going to do it. It's <laughs> like if you could magically create a well-made sequel to a series, what would you choose? I'm going to ask you that. Okay, so magically create a well-made sequel yeah. to a series? To a, to a series. Just any game series? Any game series. Like you want a sequel to a game, see. and it's not going to be a cash grab. It's actually going to be well-made. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. I want something from Prince of Persia again. That's really great. Ooh. Prince of per- the, the Prince of Persia trilogy on the uh, GameCube and PlayStation 2 and Xbox. I loved those games, man. I loved them. And it sort of just transformed into Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, 
And I, I really want a Prince of Persia game that's excellent again. That's what I'd like to see. Make Prince of Persia excellent again? Yes. Make it <laughs> make it good again. Xenosaga <laughs> <laughs> 4, Final Fantasy Tactics 3, or Advance 3, Vandal Hearts, uh, Tales. There hasn't been a good one in decades. Smug Sponge. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was me. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. Uh, uh, was, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 was so bad. Yeah. Um, was actually... Okay. They start talking about... Burst just... was uh, a new Tales game. You're just saying Burst area is good. Yeah. Uh, Batman game. A Ooh. good Batman game. Oh, yeah. And someone said Arkham Asylum was good. Or, like, <laughs> Arkham Asylum. And he was like, I meant a good Batman game. Yeah. <laughs> Harsh. So Mr. Futago just has a huge list that goes on forever. He just doesn't like video games. I There's think. a Dynasty Warriors in there. Uh, well, Dynasty Warriors Nine was trash. So. Panzer Dragoon, Mega Rising, Ooh, Bloody Roar. That would be fun. Shadow Heart, Shadow Hearts, Valkyrie Profile. It's all the classics. Mega Man Valkyrie Legends. Valkyrie Profile Two was good, man. It'd be nice to have another good Valkyrie Profile game. Valkyrie Profile Two is just a complete departure of Valkyrie Profile. It feels so. It different. was. It was, and I think if I had played. Uh, Valkyrie profile when it came out I probably would feel that way but I kind of was playing on both side by side as a first exposure and I was like I lean a little more towards two personally but Mega Man Legends <laughs> oh that's a that one's that was a hard one yeah to let go of <laughs> I need to play Van I need to finish Vandal Hearts 2 I played one that was that was, that was simple if you want to play a very simple JRPG strategy, uh, J strategy RPG. Yeah. Play Vandal Hearts. It's the one where when you character dies, blood just splurts out. I appreciate Kill Bill style. Yeah. Bill style. I appreciate this person. Metro Fair. Zesteria was a good Tales game, but lacked the four-player co-op of Vesperia. That's true. Remember when we tried to play together? It's impossible. It, it was impossible. City of Heroes Two, Jet Set Radio, Destroy All Humans, Xenoblade Chronicle X Two. Hmm. Yeah, actually, I kind of agree with that. They left that on the biggest cliffhanger. I was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> the end of Xenoblade Chronicles X. Legacy of Cain. Uh, Crystallis. Oh, Crystallis is so good. That'd be sick. A really good Crystallis game. <laughs> awesome. A good <laughs> Star Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Star Ocean 2. Yes. two. Yeah. Uh, and Rad Robot Alchemic, Alchemic Drive. Never heard of Breath it. Breath of Fire. What's happened to Breath of Fire? That's been forever since we have Breath they of Fire. They made like did a they, mobile yeah, game Yeah, did they whatever. announce they're like, we're announcing a new Breath of Fire, and it was a mobile game? Yeah. Maddie? Rune Factory 5. Yes. We need Rune Factory 5 needs to be a thing. Suikoden needs to come back. Ooh, heck yes. But that's never happening because it's Konami, and they suck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Konami exists anymore. Konami sucks. Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I want a Legend of Dragoon sequel. Even that game is so cheesy. And it there's it's like, I don't know if it's that good, but I would love to see them just take another stab at it. I I haven't finished this yet, but Tokyo Xanadu. <laughs> In my opinion, yes. Does it wrap? Okay. Ooh. Does it wrap up or is it like it wraps up? Okay. But it's like hmm. as I said before, when it ended, I felt sad, even though I played for like a hundred hours and I got three endings. When it really got the end and started playing the music, I'm like, I want more. I want to see more of these characters. So So probably if there's a two, you're not seeing these characters again. 
Unless they, do a, unless they do a, a, a second game where they're all adults. I don't know. The, the I haven't finished, the, so I can't say. The way they ended it was like, we'll need them again. That's what the vibe I got from spoilers. it. That's not spoilers. 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 <laughs> kind of. You know, you know another series that needs a good sequel is Chrono. Uh, yeah. They, have, they haven't done anything with that since Chrono Cross, obviously. But... Chrono, will it be Chrono Cross or will it be Chrono Trigger sequel? Well... I guess Chrono Cross is technically a Chrono Trigger sequel, but I know a lot of people aren't happy with how they tied those two games together. <laughs> but um, no, I think that it with with those games, I like the idea of not following the same characters. So different set of characters, different time period, sort of explore different mechanics, kind of the way Cross went. But uh, if if we're talking about it magically being good, then obviously the result will be good. So <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, true. a yeah. Chrono sequel. Uh, that is really good. Would be awesome. Ooh. <laughs> Tales of Zestaria too. <laughs> well, I'd play that because it'd actually be good, dude. Yeah, because it's gonna be good. Well, it's gonna be good. Well, I'll play it because regardless of how good it is, I'd play it. So. <sighs> yep. All right. <laughs> that is the end. <laughs> the end. Bye, guys. Bring us. All right. Thanks for everyone watching uh we have we we have episodes every sunday uh at 1 p.m pacific time so if you like jrpgs and gaming talk that's what that's pretty much what this podcast is jrpg centric i know there's a lot of people who are new watching um thank you mike for joining us it was awesome yeah it's um, good talking you, to you guys if you want to plug anything right now like where to find you and everything like that uh just go on youtube look up dark pixel gaming Watch some videos, and if you freaking like them, then sweet. <laughs> if, you, if you think I, if you think I'm retarded, then you know, you could always just uh, tell me that in the comments. So I get a lot of that, so there, oh. that's good too. His, his stuff is really good. Yeah. So yeah, uh, thank you for watching, and we'll be back next week at one p.m. 1 PM. on Sunday. But uh, sorry, this is totally awful. We do release this if you've missed most of it on uh, iTunes and YouTube on Tuesdays, so check it out there. See ya. Bye, everyone. Okay, now I need to... You need to turn the screen back on? I need to turn the screen back on. <laughs> so I guess we're not live anymore, yeah.